When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're recording. We're recording, everybody. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating, love, and relationships from popular television. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And we're very excited. We're kicking off a new series. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A three, maybe four part series we're calling mm-hmm. The Experts versus The Apps. We will be looking at modern dating versus traditional with mm-hmm. matchmakers two very different approaches to dating what works what doesn't work what we can learn from both of them mm-hmm. so today's episode we're gonna be diving into indian matchmaking mm-hmm. auntie Sima and her One of our faves specific approach <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does have a very specific formula she, she does works with. yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's been doing it for over 20 years so mm-hmm. there's definitely something there to learn mm-hmm. um next week we're dropping an interview with michael k he is the global director of brand marketing and communications at OKCupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll be talking a little bit about online dating mm-hmm. and what works and what doesn't there. Um, and then the following week, we'll be doing, we'll be covering Jewish matchmaking, which drops on Netflix May 3rd. Yep. May 3rd. Mm. May 3rd. And then the week after, we'll maybe have another interview. With yeah, expert. we're hoping for so, another interview with a coach or something like somebody. that. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm excited for us mm-hmm. to kind of just dive into these different approaches to dating. There's mm-hmm. no right or wrong way. People are out mm-hmm. here in these streets trying any which way to try and find love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Finding your person on a planet of 8 billion is not easy. Yeah, no, <laughs> so not at all. Not at all. So we're going to, yeah, deep dive in and see what's what's happening out here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so today we're talking Indian matchmaking, season yes. three. Yep. One of our faves. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, my God. One of my <laughs> favorites, especially to watch with my parents. Yes. I love watching the show. Oh, before. really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I always watch. So you and I have both watched season one and two. We've never talked about yes. it on the show. But right. we, we watch it and I see people in the Facebook group chat and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always watch this one by myself for some reason. I've never watched with oh, okay. anybody, but... Yeah, what's you say? You watch it with your parents? That's oh my god! Yes, if oh. my dad is <laughs> a, um, available and not mm-hmm. watching, usually this is on during an intermediate time of sports. So usually it's the time, okay, of the end of basketball and the beginning of baseball, which like 
who's watching nine hours of baseball, not Brian. <laughs> so um, we can watch together. And then my mom and I were on the phone for two hours. The other night talking about this. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oh, it's, it's interesting. And I, I have so many questions for you during this episode, but I think yeah. what is interesting about it is that my mom has tried to set me up with every, every, <laughs> every, Man at church who is taller than five <laughs> foot five. Ew. Okay. Oh my God, what? All of Just them. the widest of pools. Todos, <laughs> todos los negros. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at church. Oh my God. And I think she thinks about dating so similarly to Auntie Sima. Okay. Like my mm. mom and Auntie Sima are pretty much, they're very, very dangerously similar. <laughs> Um, and Mm. I think it's, it's just always interesting to talk to her because while I haven't done online dating, Mm -hmm. this plus like matchmaking, especially with somebody like Auntie Sima in a community plus online dating can really make Mm -hmm. you feel like a commodity. It can make you Mm. feel like an item that's for sale. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that concept that has kind of translated through village, right? This is like straight up village matchmaking that Auntie Seema is doing Mm -hmm. to the uh, the most modern form of dating, which is apps, is like a really interesting topic to talk about. Very, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. It's like you're very much, I would say on online dating and with matchmaking, it's like you're a product that needs to be like marketed appropriately. Yep, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And yeah, which makes you, it kind of, you feel dehumanized a little bit. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's essentially what it is. It's like we're human beings trying to market ourselves to other human beings and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. try to get the most hits or the most mm-hmm. matches or the best mm-hmm. quality matches. And um, yeah, oh God, tough. Right. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. But yeah. That's what it is. No, yeah. I think it's, uh, I am removed from it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't feel as bad, but mm-hmm. I have felt like a, a, a dowry for like a walking my whole 20s <laughs> yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness so okay so tell me what are your initial thoughts we just yes. watched indian matchmaking season three mm-hmm. initial thoughts what are you excited to talk about this episode yeah so first initial thought is that i would watch an entire series based off of rushali's life oh my god yeah <laughs> A whole front to back. I don't she care if it's fiction. I don't care if it's a reality show. I don't care mm-hmm. if she's sitting down with the therapist every week. But mm-hmm. she is such an interesting figurehead of like a modern single woman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? For the, yeah, but she, a little not to tradition as well. So much. Yeah, that's why she's so interesting. Living at home and all that. Yeah, yeah. she's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of RTs. We've seen a lot of like, I'm a boss babe with my floor to ceiling windows and I can't yeah. find nobody, whatever. Right. We see a lot of that. Uh, even um, Vishal is like that too. But we mm-hmm. don't see these women like Rushali who her childhood trauma is blocking her adult yeah. life. That was really interesting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I want to know more because she is fucking drop dead fucking gorgeous. I know. Literally stunning. <laughs> what do you mean? Like stop. Like she would stop you in the street. Like, yes. Yes. Men and women. Like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mm-hmm. just fell in love with her. This, this series. I, <laughs> and just the whole um, 
just the whole concept of her being like the modern single woman and what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Auntie Seema clearly has wardrobe, hair, makeup, and budget this Mm -hmm. season because my girl was serving looks. Serving. Looks. And not (laughs) only was she serving looks, she was serving looks cohesive with the destinations that she was going to. Okay. (laughs) When my girl was going to Miami, them lashes were going to fly her all the way back to (laughs) Mumbai. Okay. (laughs) She was Oh, Barbie going to uh, Miami. She was out yeah. in LA. She was wearing her yep. oranges and her like yes. her citrusy tones. I mean, yeah. oh she my was God. Giving, she was giving this season. I mm-hmm. was like, wow, mm-hmm. I see why Auntie C was putting a budget. Like, okay, mm-hmm. girl. I love it. Oh my God. I love this lady so much. This <laughs> problematic, crazy lady. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to get it out of the way, because we have mm-hmm. to, there are zero dark skinned people on this show this season. And yeah. that is problematic. Just have to address <laughs> that off, off rip. Has there been on any season? I feel like there was one girl who was divorced and she had the jeans company. I feel like she was kind of darker than okay. the other people on the show. I don't know okay. about dark skinned skinned <laughs> darker than the other people who were there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The colorism is wild. It's like wild. In India specifically. And then you see it play out on this show. And I think yeah. you saw it. Yep. Very much in season one, Auntie Sima got yes. ripped up because she was yeah. just saying some off the wild, wild. like off the cuff shit. Yeah, yeah. About fair skin, lighter skin, mm-hmm. good and bad, like that, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that they haven't really cared to address that at all. Like oh, by no. bringing in more uh, darker skinned men or women to be matched. I don't oh. know if that's just Auntie Sima herself doesn't want to work with them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it is very glaring. And that was something yeah. I thought as well while watching. Yeah. 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 And just such a shame. Like, you over here eating beans on toast and you don't work with dark skin. Like, girl, what? Why are you eating this colonizer ass food and you not? Anyway. It just it shows you how pervasive, just like I know, co- the white supremacy, colonialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because even when I watched um, Singles Inferno, oh yeah, a, a oh South yeah, Korean the dating Korean? show. Yeah, uh-huh. same thing there. A lot of talk oh my about god. oh my god, she's so beautiful. Her skin is so fair. Oh, like god. and then the girls who are like darker tones, which was, yeah, like, which barely, like they <laughs> look just... like Hawaiian basically, like <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Barely right. olive skin. They were like not getting no play. Like, wow. So it's not just an American issue. It's a yeah, global no. issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is wild to see it play out on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as far as what we can learn from the show, really excited mm-hmm. to talk about the importance of parents' approval. I think this mm-hmm. is something displayed on the show so accurately because there are parents like Chatal's parents that are like, good, take her. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sounds great. Okay, sounds great. Right. And then there are other parents that are a little bit more um, rational about mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. don't mind that their kid is single for a long time because mm-hmm. they want them to end up with the right person. Right. Um, so it's just interesting to see somebody like Auntie Seema come in who is really the bar. She's actually the person setting the expectation for everybody mm-hmm. and has mm-hmm. to be the uh, kind of play the mediator um true and then also the importance of community and what can get in the way of community which we just talked about colonization caste systems things Mm -hmm. that can really get people in the way of getting to know who a real person is we see it with rushali's parents 
mm-hmm. and how this affected mm-hmm. her life. Um, yeah. And then the third and last thing, very uh, overarching theme, I think, across the whole series is the difference between preference and chemistry. Mm. You might be able to have some preferences if you have zero chemistry. It's a dub. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It just always interesting to see Auntie Seema's reaction because she's so pissed every single time anybody says that. <laughs> she don't give a fuck about no chemistry. She's like, <laughs> he, meet, he meets t- five out of the ten things he gave me. It's good enough, girl. Like, Auntie, she'd be fighting them on that chemistry she bullshit. Sure does. Like, That's bullshit, girl. Nah, I'm like, what? Sure does. <laughs> every time anybody says it, she's like, mm-hmm, what is that? Mm-hmm. what does that mean <laughs> like, as if we haven't been doing this for three seasons Auntie Simo mm-hmm. you know what the fuck mm-hmm. that means <laughs> oh my god so I just decided to talk about those things what yes. are your nice. initial thoughts and what you want to learn from this initial this yes I so initially I just love this show I mm-hmm. love I love any matchmaking show podcast yes. movie content podcast. of any kind. <laughs> yes. Oh, any shit. um I was just telling you about we were just talking about this the what's it called Food Heaven podcast. They did oh, an yeah. interview with a black matchmaker mm-hmm. who works specifically with like uh I don't know high what do you call it? Oh, say high earnings. She says high higher earning. <laughs> yeah. Higher high earning. <laughs> like, what oh is the term? God. Higher earning uh black professionals and like mm-hmm. her whole approach and ate that episode up. Never mm-hmm. listened to that podcast a day in my life, but found that episode <laughs> somehow and was all in it. Um yeah, I just find it to be like a very fascinating profession. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just love watching Auntie Sima work and her method of what she, of her method of how she's found success mm-hmm. in her profession. Um, I mean, to be dressing the way she dressed in, flying all over the world, like she getting paid top she dollars paid. and mm-hmm. she's going to weddings every fucking mm-hmm. week or every, mm-hmm. every month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, as polarizing as she is, something about her approach is, is interesting that you can learn from mm-hmm. um, or at least talk about. So um yeah i just love watching her work and then thinking about just like patty stanger and we all watched millionaire matchmaker i was just gonna ask you about patty mm-hmm. stanger and some of the things you remember like her rules oh, were so her rules. fucking problematic and crazy 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 oh my god she literally discriminated against and hated redheads <laughs> yeah. like that was yeah. a yes. known thing of patty yeah um so often very polarizing problematic people mm-hmm. but they build lives careers and they help people find love mm-hmm. so somehow mm-hmm. something there is is working something there that we can like pay attention to and try to like dissect um so that was my one thought um auntie Sima, very <laughs> polarizing person as i said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she um I feel like we've seen her at her worst probably in season one. Yeah. And I think what we see her this season is like grappling with just like it's a new generation. And she even has to, she's still pushing her 60, 70% thing, but like Mm -hmm. she even is starting to just like understand and accept like this younger generation. The women are more stronger minded. They're more independent. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. looking for certain things that her generation and prior just like didn't care about or Mm -hmm. didn't even have the opportunity to care about Mm -hmm. the way that we do now. Um, So I just loved seeing her kind of like evolve a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Still has her very specific approach though. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of seeing this woman who kind of represents like tradition and I would say like conservative way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
adapting in like modern time and modern dating. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Um, and then, yeah, my last thought is just about like arranged marriages in general. There's, there's definitely something, there's something to it. They work. We saw sure. what I love about the show is they kind of always sprinkle in these older couples love who've been married for like 85 years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And all arranged and they tell their stories and mm-hmm. there's definitely, um, there's something to not just considering love when it comes to finding mm. a life partner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as like problematic and polarizing or whatever you want to call Auntie Sima. Um, there's definitely something to learn about having a more like rigid approach mm-hmm. to finding someone who is going to be your partner through life. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. at least something to ponder and it's at least something to just think about while we're all out here in these streets trying to find the spark and trying to like, mm-hmm. I want something, my, my heart flutters. And it's like, yeah, there's something yeah. to this right. arranged marriage thing that we can learn from that it's mm-hmm. not just about what makes your heart flutter, what makes your, you know, the love feel warm and cozy. There are some like logistical mm-hmm. things like finding a love partner that you want to make sure that you just like match up on. And yeah. I think um, what's interesting about Auntie Sima and the show is we look very specifically to like culture and like dating mm-hmm. dating within culture dating within faiths mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i think our generation is definitely more accepting and more open-minded mm-hmm. to that crossover but there is something to um there is there is an ease 100 yeah, yeah. yep. percent to just dating somebody who comes from a similar family background or similar mm-hmm. tradition or similar heritage um and we see we definitely see that this this season with even people our own age coming in saying, I want somebody who is from this background. Yeah. Just because they know for my family, for my cult, it's just going to be easier. Mm-hmm. And so not that I'm not open today, everybody else, but like, let's just go with ease. Yeah. And there's something there's something to that logistics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this episode. Um, I want to get to the bottom of. Auntie Sima's philosophy, this idea of you should only expect 60 to 70% of your needs are met by a potential spouse. Love that philosophy. Yeah, I love that approach. I I, sometimes I see it, sometimes I'm like, girl, no, like I'm kind of I teeter. Um, but I hear what she's saying with this Mm -hmm. whole, you know, you're not gonna meet somebody off bat who hits a hundred percent sixty to seventy, and then it grows into you grow to love each other, you grow to find build a partnership, Mm -hmm. you grow to build that hundred percent. Um, and yeah, some of her clients are like very not into that. Tough. (laughs) Very tough. It's tough to accept. Especially the boys. Especially them Mm. boys be like, nah, Mm -hmm. I want that ninety. Well, that 90, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely tough, but I want to, yeah, by the end of the episode, figure out, like, where we stand on that. Um, and then, yeah, another thing I want to learn or talk through this episode is the concept of the spark. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, is that a real thing? Is that something we're making up? Is that something we really should be holding to as we're dating? Mm-hmm. Um you know, we saw it here. One of the girls, forget which one, was like, there was no spark and was ready to just, like, give up on the first ep- after the first date. Mm-hmm. Nazi Simo was, like, really pushing her, like, no, like, that mm-hmm. shit's fake. And I've heard that. I've heard, like, the spark is fake. Don't, don't like, adhere to you the spark You heard the spark, spark is fake? I think Patty taught me that. Uh, <laughs> Honestly. Well, see another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, yeah, I want to talk about, like, what is the spark and, like, what is it that we 
try to like hold that feeling that we're trying to like hold on to and like search for yeah um, right. when we go on in dates and generally when we don't feel it on that first date why we're so quick to like you know kick that person to the side and mm. um yeah just want to chat through that interesting oh my god this yeah fake i've never heard that before besides auntie Sima, i've never heard that before yeah that's, i think it was patty dangerous it was that's like it's, it's made up it's not what like no <laughs> like we're making it up like oh my god it's a make-believe type of thing like blah 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 i don't know oh email to black girls one rose if you know where that came from yes because i know one of y'all doctors listening to us i know one of y'all have studied this in your phd please email mm-hmm. us. <laughs> um and then i do want to give a special shout out to um i, I phoned a friend i phoned two Indian ah! friends <laughs> Um, my friends, Janesh and Anu. So to do this episode and not sound like a complete ignorant fool, yeah, I like, I to, like, googling, God, googling Where? like crazy. I'm like, what is it? Yeah. So I yes did consult with two uh, Indian friends of mine, Janesh and Anu. They are a couple actually, mm-hmm. um, both American born. I want to say American born um, Indians, um, and Janesh is Gujarati Jain. So okay. there's like three main religions in India, Hinduism, Islam, and Jainism. Okay. Jainism is, they kind of like practice, their big thing is like nonviolence towards like living things. So everyone is oh. vegan and oh, wow. that's like one of the, okay. the main pillars. Um, seemingly more like socially conservative. Mm. Um, so that's the background he comes from. And then he's dating um, Anu, who is Hindu. Mm-hmm. And her family, I believe, is from like the New Delhi region, which is different from Gujarath, it's more diverse less conservative okay so they are a couple interfaith intercultural gave me a lot of perspectives i'll be mm. dropping some little nuggets of knowledge throughout the episode cool. to help us kind of make sense of some of these like terms or mm-hmm. um things that are unfamiliar to anyone who's not indian so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah shout out to you guys thank you thanks okay so before we dive into the recap yes shout out to the rose garden <laughs> amazing community on patreon we love you guys um i can't say it enough if you love our episodes um you can listen to this very episode in fact ad free ad free and you can unlock tons of other content from us Mm -hmm. um on our patreon head to patreon.com slash two black girls one rose Mm -hmm. um yesterday we dropped an episode of our patreon exclusive tv review podcast girl what you watching Mm -hmm. where we talked succession we talked um justine and i watched the hill song documentary documentary. (laughs) which was crazy (laughs) i watched the army hammer documentary i can't wait to hear about that was also fucking nuts um i talked about the godfather trilogy nate and i've been Mm -hmm. watching that over the weekend um, what else did you talk about? I'm gonna be talking about beef. The, oh yeah, uh, beef. Everyone's American talking about show mm-hmm. that's everybody's talking about. Yep. Yes. So so yeah, that dropped yesterday on Patreon. We also last week dropped a trailer breakdown for Couples Therapy mm-hmm. season three, mm-hmm. which is on Showtime. It's coming back. Oh my the God. trailer dropped. This is Justine and I's like all time favorite show. Yes. One of the greatest shows on television, period. Mm-hmm. So we <laughs> made a whole episode out of just watching the trailer. Just so the definitely. three minutes of that trailer. I feel like I was like, somebody gave me a carrot and I was like, <laughs> like I was just like, eating it up and eating, eating it up. It, it came out. Oh, <laughs> love it. 
So that dropped on Patreon. Check that out. And tomorrow we're dropping a bonus video episode on mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules. Whoa, wait. Which is highly requested, voted on yes. by the Patreon community. We're going to talk all about and the latest. And loved by us. <laughs> and beloved by us, exactly. Yes. <laughs> all the latest gossip that's happening in Vanderpump mm-hmm. and the last few episodes. So... Lots happening on Patreon. If you want mm-hmm. more from us, definitely check it out. Unlock all of this goodness. Patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose. You can also try out a seven day free trial. So mm-hmm. look into that. Um, okay. Justine. Yes. Love is blind. Just ended last week. I and I know, know the emails was popping Pop. <laughs> with everybody's thoughts. So yes. please. Yes. Do we have any lovely church announcements? Church announcements. We do. We do. So shout out to everybody who emailed us about um, African men not dating African American women. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of confirmations. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of confirmations, not only in the emails, but also on the DMs. And so sorry, guys. If you DM us, I can't go back and find it by the time we record. Like, we just sifting through that. If you want a shout out, you got to email us. But we got a lot of those uh, DMs just confirming mm-hmm. that that is the case. A true divide of the diaspora. I can't yeah. believe this is real. Yeah. But it is real. <laughs> but oh, it my is real. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crazy. So. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Bring some context and color, I guess, to Kwame, which yeah. no one was really surprised about. But. And speaking of color yeah. and context to Kwame, I do want oh. to shout out somebody who has no idea who we are, but I want to shout you out, girl. Bodacious underscore Bobo on TikTok. Did you see this person? No. What? This person, this woman, did yeah. a TikTok, maybe maybe three or four TikToks about Kwame and Chelsea. Okay. And she is African and she can riff on literally anything he says and talk about how he's ridiculous and (laughs) so her three or four tiktoks one was the main one and then she kept responding to people's comments okay and one of those comments was from kwame oh oh geez yes when i tell y'all she ripped his ass apart Wait, what was Woo! he saying or commenting? He was commenting yeah. that like, oh, this isn't true. Um, I have dated. He said that he's dated a Jamaican, mm-hmm. which does not mean black. And um, <laughs> that he <laughs> I mean, not, he doesn't only date white women. Um, okay. And yeah, she ripped his ass a new one, ripped him, ripped him apart. Yep. Yikes. Yep. 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 Got Chelsea too in the background. She caught some strays too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It was really Mm. just interesting to see this because you, you all know how I feel about Kwame and his just like anti internalized anti-blackness that he Mm. is so prominently displayed on this show. But it was just interesting to see a Ghanaian woman go after mm-hmm. him the way she went after him mm-hmm. and how she was triggered. talking <laughs> very triggered, but she was talking sure. about how she was like, not only would this not work for any Ghanaian woman, but this probably wouldn't even work for Micah who you originally wanted. Like she was like going mm-hmm. in on him. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, mm-hmm. woo, cause I don't believe what he's yeah. selling. You know, I'm not picking up. I any know. Down. 
Kwame is not generally received well by <laughs> women, yeah. black women of black older women. of the diaspora. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you want to see her, Damn, I can't believe he's in the comments. He, he was in the comments, comments, bitch. <laughs> Kwame, like, not a good move because they're gonna is, come for your ass. <laughs> okay, and rip you apart with facts. Yikes. <laughs> facts, girl. Oh, oh my god. god. Mm. Um. So, if you want to see that perspective, go to Bodacious Bobo's TikTok and you can see okay. her go in on Kwame. It's just, just an interesting uh, thing. Mm. I'm not African, but I picked, you know, I, he slimed me, but just good. Good to see an African girl's mm-hmm. perspective. And then mm-hmm, shout mm-hmm. out to everybody who DM'd us and Ashley who emailed us about Zach's Instagram that he had his mother's story up there on mm-hmm. his instagram yeah. um a lot of people emailed us about that um so did thank we talk you about that on, for that we talked about on the episode right now um i think both of us didn't take the time to go look at his instagram when he told us all to go check it out after he said Irina was on the show to be famous his receipts no i talked about it on his receipts. maybe it was a married at first sight episode oh maybe oh okay okay maybe way, whatever okay mm-hmm. but yeah people emailed us about it um and that's it that's it for church announcements Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of news. Some like Love is Blind news. Oh boy. Oh. It's a lot happening. Yeah, still. I probably don't have all of it, so I apologize, but you guys okay. can go off in the comments and yes. share all this stuff. Yes. Um, okay, so have you heard about sh- what's going on with Shane from I made the mistake. That's another one. I was scrolling and I caught it and I really wish I didn't see it. You caught the live? Yeah. Oh, not the, not on live, not on oh, live. Oh, oh, a recorded, oh. a recorded, a recording live, of recorded it. Live. Yeah, I was like, <gasps> not good. So, nope. for those of you who don't know, Shane from Shane and Natalie of Love Is Blind, what season mm-hmm. two, three? I forget mm-hmm. what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now taking a break from social media after mm-hmm. a terrifying Instagram yeah. live mm-hmm. that was really scary and really sad to watch. He he looks manic. He looked like he was on something. For sure. Like yeah. his hair he was looks- a disaster. He was speaking mm-hmm. a mile, like t- 10,000 words a minute. Yeah. Rambling about nonsense, dropping, mm-hmm. you know, rocking back and forth. It was like really mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, definitely catapulted him into taking a break from social media. Yeah. He's previously revealed on an, another interview that he has severe ADHD. Um. Uh-huh. But I don't know what we were watching on IG Live. That was wasn't no that. goddamn ADHD, Shane. Yeah, that yeah, was a lot not. more than that. Yep. Mm-mm. Yeah. So pray for Shane because yes, he's right, and that was, yes, it's not looking good. Um, okay. Other news: uh, the interwebs dug up Marshall's old fifteen-year-old oh Marshall's old tweets. <laughs> Yo, I cannot with this, y'all. I can't with this. Oh. Yeah. Oh so God. Reddit got to work or whoever and found yeah. mm-hmm. um, some tweets from Marshall from 2011 um, of him making demeaning comments about black women. Mm-hmm. He posted like a public apology. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm not going to read the tweets. I didn't really, really look at a ton of them, but... This happens every. This happens to like everyone <laughs> now. Like everyone who's in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Marshall was, I think, fifteen years old. Yep. in These tweets. 
happen. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we would be just dumb to try to judge somebody off of their 15-year-old selves tweets. 15? All the stuff that happens between 15 and 27. (laughs) Everything that happens, like, personally to you, like, personally, like, the growth, and then in the world, like, society as well. right. So I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with this. People are like going off like, fuck Marshall. Like he's the worst. I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, don't I go pick up my old tweets. Okay. You might hate my ass too. Like, <laughs> I don't know the fuck I was saying at 15. Shit. Yeah. I, I think there's something to the narcissism behind leaving everything up before you go on a TV show. That's what's wild. There's me. definitely something to that. I think That's that wild. is extremely problematic. Go mm. and delete everything. I paid $8 to delete everything I've ever written. <laughs> Go delete it. Just delete Just it. Just delete it. Because it doesn't represent who you are. And you don't yeah. want to go back and have to apologize for your 15-year-old self. You yeah. don't want to have to do that. So just no. like go ahead and delete them. Yeah. But there's something to the narcissism of leaving them up. But why? what's narcissist though? Like why? What's the thought process? Like, oh, I'll get over it. Or like, uh, it won't happen to me. Or It won't happen um, to me. You know, it's like an inv- or, invincibility yes. thing. Like, no mm-hmm. one's going to find these tweets. It's whatever. Yeah. Or it's whatever. Or, it's not a big deal. It won't that, affect yeah. the people who I was tweeting about or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that happened. And then it made me think because Rachel McConnell, McConnell, whatever her name is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The difference with her, them pictures was from like the other oh, day. Three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them Annabellum South shits, that was 2018, ciao. So yeah. I don't yeah. want nobody else ever also come in like, well, you guys were no. so hard on her. Yeah, because no. that should happened like yesterday. Yes. 2011. That's crazy. Didn't, That's she didn't. Horrible. Yeah, 2011. And she, he was 15? That's the thing that gets it. It's like he was 15. Right. 2011, not even that. It's the, the fact that he was 15 years old. Like, oh please, we God. cannot. Yeah. We can't do this. No. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. nobody will grace ever. So, so, yeah. So that happened. Um, I don't know if you saw Jackie came forward. She talked about how Netflix canceled her trip to the reunion. It wasn't her. Here she we go again. Another what's story. That, what's that <laughs> so show? So many stories. What's that show with Wayne Brady on? Wayne Brady and all the. Oh my god! They gotta Who's get line? up. And- Who's line? <laughs> Who's is line it or something? Anyway, yes. There it is with Jack. Who's <laughs> line is it anyway with Jackie and the internet? Like, oh my god! Oh man! She claims that they had to do like psychological evaluation, or whatever, and she didn't pass. And they told her like right before the trip that they were canceling her flight, and wait, wait, she can't wait, go. Wait! Wait! <laughs> Wait, oh, had to do psychological evaluation before mm-hmm. the reunion? Before the reunion. I and she didn't that. pass. I never heard that either. I never heard that either. Before the pods, before the show? Yes, before the sure. show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Before the reunion. And we also just learned, because she came forward, Danielle from season oh my two. Gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, who talked about the psychological testing and she had a mm-hmm. history of depression suicidal mm-hmm. ideations mm-hmm. and they still put her through on the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now before the reunion they're doing psychological testing and telling people not to co- like that to me sounds like it's not even on in line with how the netflix, how no. netflix has been operating so or reality tv if you fail or the psychological TV. evaluation because you're a pathological liar best believe i'm putting you right next to vanessa right Girl, next fuck? to vanessa right, <laughs> right on that stage yeah. in a prime seat yeah. girl please <laughs> what 
that's her story. So She's wild. She She's a wild well. lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick and Vanessa still have not. They still haven't come forward <laughs> to say anything, right? I look every day. I'm like, any statement yet? Not nope. nothing. Okay. They, I think they're just hoping we'll forget about it. I think they're just like, yeah, Marshall ain't shit, right? Like, I, I feel like they're just hoping mm. we're gonna forget about it. Yeah. I'm never gonna forget about this. I will your never. Dress was so easily copied. You know how many people I see with red on their shoulders, imitating Vanessa Lachey. Yes. Oh my god. I don't know. I yeah, nothing to this day. It's been like damn near two weeks now, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't read the article yet. Um, but apparently there were two other engagements from the yes. past this season yes. did you read two um, asian women wendy right yes Didn't wendy, wendy we had, yes and then there was another woman she was asian monica too? i want to say her name is and she's asian okay. as well she did a series of photo tiktoks where she talked okay. about how she was engaged and there's some confusion i people are saying she was engaged to josh but I don't it's know. a different josh it, oh it's a different there josh. was another okay. josh in the pods okay. yeah okay, I saw that okay. Too. yeah mm-hmm. okay. which that would have been fucking can you imagine <laughs> When I first read it too, I thought it was Jackie's Josh, and I was like, "I ain't got time. Like, this is too much." Yeah, I was like, "And then he got the reunion." I was right. So what? Bad. So that I googled. I was like, "What?" And I was like, oh "Okay, it's a God. different Josh." So, so yeah, that also happened, mm-hmm. and that's all I got. I'm sure there's lots more I'm missing, but I'm sure. yeah, every day something's coming out. Yeah, what's his name? Nick, uh, Danielle's ex-husband, made a TikTok about the mental health issues in support okay. of her. Oh, like okay. saying my oh, partner yeah. at the time was doing this, that, and the third, and I was kept mm. out from it, and he's starting yeah. a lawsuit. And then, because Oof. you know, that TikTok algorithm just gets me. Then I got into the <laughs> producer. There was another producer of another reality show mm-hmm. who's putting in his like two cents about this. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see, I think, post Love is Blind, because they're dealing with a lawsuit right now, season two contestants. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting post lawsuit to see what happens to reality television production and reality television contestants, because mm. now you really know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Yeah. Like for yeah. real, if nothing changes, mm-hmm. you're signing up for survivor plus <laughs> taking away a sense and falling in love with no money at the end. Right. <laughs> You know exactly what you're signing up for. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point. This is like such a public, um, such a public like scandal, I guess, that's mm-hmm. happening with mm-hmm. Love is Blind production. Mm-hmm. Um, that however these lawsuits are settled is definitely gonna have a big impact on reality TV production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully watching. it's production hopefully. and not the contestants. Like hopefully. Right. It should yeah. be. Like it's nuts to think that these people are like on Survivor, <laughs> while also like dressing up and trying to find love in the pods. Like that is too much. Why are and we like doing this? Drunk, <laughs> like drunk oh as hell. God. Like oh my god, it just yeah, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for news. Let's mm-hmm. dive into the recap. Let's do it. All right. So, okay, we got a quick little recap of last season with Auntie Seema. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Viral. Viral mm-hmm. was um, like a bad bitch. She has like strong masculine energy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. was like very specific about who she was looking for. Mm-hmm. I remember her specifically was like, he must read and write Gujarati. Gujarati. Which is yep. like a very specific thing to ask for <laughs> yeah. from 
people from like all different walks of life in India. Mm-hmm. Um, quick little education moment. So Gujarati. Mm-hmm. It's a state in India. India is divided into states. It's a okay. state and it's a language. And every state oh, has wow. their own like dialect. Um, oh, so I see. With Viral, her parents, you know, taught her so she knows how to read and write. So that's why she's looking for somebody specific. Mm. Um, there are apparently a lot of Gujaratis in the US. There's a lot of like expats mm. around the world. Um, who are from the Gujarat region mm-hmm. and Patel and Shaw mm-hmm. are like mm-hmm. common Gujarati last names. Oh, so okay. okay. You know a Patel, then generally they're from this area. Oh, Mostly okay. vegetarian. There's a lot of Jains in Gujarat. Um, yeah. Tend to be more socially conservative in that region. Okay. Hmm. Um, the culture is like more reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally among Hinduism, Jainism, and Islam, like drinking is not allowed. It's like not part of the culture. Mm. But as um, Janesh uh, said to me, Hinduism is kind of like the Christianity of India. It's like the okay. most widely, I guess. Yeah. But also there's just like many different levels and seriousness. So right. it's like imagine right. there's some Christians who like don't wear pants and right. go to church every Wednesday and Sunday. And then yeah. there's some who mm-hmm. like just go on the holidays and drink yeah. and turn up. So same for like Hinduism. Um, But yeah, that's a little bit about Gujarat because that that's a term we hear a lot in the Mm -hmm. season. Um, Yeah. Also last season we had a partner who I loved. I thought we're going to see her this season. Oh my God. What a kooky lady. Oh man. (laughs) What a kook. And she moved to New York. I don't know. Did she ever find love? We never. She did? She wrote a book, girl. I don't know why these people have books and not us. This is crazy (laughs) to me. But yeah, she wrote a book. Oh, God. She wanted Um, the fine-ass man. He was fine. She went out with, yes, and was like, and like stood him up, basically. And was very met about it. Like, girl, you trying to find love or not? What are you doing? All right, something. Something. He looked like he was good for something. Something. (laughs) And then we had um, Chital. Chital was 38. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was like dropped dead gorgeous. Gorgeous. Really gorgeous. And at the end of last season, she met a guy on her own, not yeah. Fianti Sima. Yeah. So we kind of ended the season with her. Yes, her sister set her up. Her sister, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, we open up this season and we are in London. I'm on budget. Budget. I was already loving this. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, bring on the accents. Love to hear them. Yeah, oh my um, God. And the, the Indian community, like the, oh my God. There's the a Indian huge in Indian community in London. Beyond. So good. Mm. So, so close. Well. So, yeah. Wait, what did you say? Good the, and bad ways. The Indian oh. food. The Indian food in yes. London. Bro. So <laughs> I learned watching fucking Indian matchmaking, beans on toast is Indian. I thought that was British. What? You know, British people eating yeah, beans yeah, yeah. and toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auntie Seema and her sister was sitting there cooking beans on toast. I was like, oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. Wait, <laughs> they totally on. just ripped that. Hold on. I thought that was definitely British. And they were just eating nah. some colonizer food. Nah, I'm pretty sure that's an Indian delicacy. What? They robbed that shit from them. Yup. Yup. <laughs> oh, they like bake the oh I see there's different kinds. Kinds. But I think it somebody email us, but someone please email I'm us. Assume it's an Indian dish that is now oh my being God. purported to be British. The same way British people love to claim like curry. Curry is like their national dish. They love to they claim love some curry. curry. As if mm-hmm. they don't eat blood sausage. 
Like, if y'all don't <laughs> shut the fuck up, what are you? What? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Anyways, we say all that to say Anyways. there is a huge Indian community, huge yes. Indian, like, stamp in the UK, specifically London, is where we're yeah. at right now. Um, so Auntie Seema, she rolls up. I love her, like, unpacking her suitcase with all the, like, illegal goods that she packs. Like, a true... <laughs> fucking like an immigrant <laughs> girl yes. the shit we be traveling to and from jamaica with. i know you do customs one of these do. days gonna lock us up no that's not true um, i went we bring- from miami with a pulled pork sandwich it's fine we be bringing back like fish fish oh fruit. that's not right well <laughs> yes what are you gonna do though you need the fish and the fruit from jamaica we need the what fish are you gonna need that exactly yeah but i had to laugh on her suitcase she opened it up. i was like so no clothes funny. it was just like goods <laughs> <laughs> kind of shit oh uh, okay so we meet priya priya's mm-hmm. 35 she's mm-hmm. with her sister sita they're swiping on the apps just mm-hmm. cringing over the apps basically yeah and priya's really cute she's like teeny tiny mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Little cute girl um and she's in her confessional talking about just going on these dates and just like all these energy vampires is what yes. she calls them which is so com- i see this all the time where so people, fucking common. women are like Men don't know how to have a conversation. Yeah. And they're yeah. so happy that I'm able to administer one <laughs> for them. This was the, I was so, I was resonating so hard with her when she was saying this energy vampire. I never put a term to it. This is what I dealt with the most I would, when I yeah. was da- dating. Yeah. I would go yeah. on these dates and I would leave fully exhausted like i ran a mm-hmm. marathon mm-hmm. i would know everything about these guys lives mm-hmm. their past mm-hmm. their present their future and they wouldn't know a goddamn thing about me <laughs> why because they didn't ask me a single question single question yeah oh my god mm-hmm. so love that priya is she's been divorced for the past two years mm-hmm. um her ex-husband was like her first boyfriend her only yeah. relationship really they were together for 11 years Ooh. um and yeah she said that there was just like no trust their communication was terrible they just mm-hmm. like sounds like young and didn't know what the fuck they were doing honestly. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um and yeah she said they got married at 27 and they never lived together mm-hmm. which is definitely like a cultural thing i cannot imagine getting I... married and never living with the person before why get married i don't know who i'm marrying <laughs> yeah and honestly like you take the step to be married and then you just still at your house like what's different then i don't know yeah i like so you're saying like if they live separately like not living it until after getting married after getting married then something changes right there's something more permanent you're more invested obviously and you're together and you're really partners but if you are living separately then get married and you're still living separately there's nothing different about dating so why don't you just date yeah yeah but i think she's saying like they got married and then got and then lived together which i think is oh they got married and then lived together oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah this is very common yeah yeah Yeah. like i can imagine having not lived with nate before we got married i just feel like i learned so much about him through the process of living together mm-hmm. i knew him 100 percent before but like i really knew him when the fuck we moved mm-hmm. in together like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just it seems like you're just like you're marrying somebody that you know but then you're like starting from scratch again when you like move in together and learn yeah. each other you know yeah yeah maybe it's too it's too much new too soon maybe yeah 
Um, so anyway, so Seema comes and she meets with Priya and Priya's parents, of course. Of course, yep. yep. Of course. Um, her parents were also arranged when they mm-hmm. got married. Mom was 19 years old. Mm. Um, I just can't imagine... Like, just meeting with a matchmaker and, like, my parents, like, sitting there, like, a part of the process. I don't want to imagine it. Like, it just, I don't know. That seems so, like, that's definitely, that's that's also cultural, I would say, with this, how invested the families and the parents are in it. But, yeah, um, yeah. I want to update my parents when I want to update them. I don't want them Mm -hmm. in my love life in the way that I see them. Yeah, here in the show. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? I think that, as I told you guys at the top of the episode, my mother has been trying to set me up with every Negro walking since (laughs) I was about 23, about 23, 24. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like living at home with my parents before moving to the city. And Mm -hmm. what's interesting about this is that everybody just assumes that their parents have the best judgment. I think Priya is fully aware that her mom will ship her off to any nigga walking. (laughs) And I think that is what keeps her pretty guarded as we see throughout the series. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she, and when she introduces to the friends, she's like, they're the sharks, like Mm -hmm. whatever, but he could probably sit down with her parents and like have dinner anytime. Like we didn't even see him with the parents because she probably doesn't really care because she Mm. knows that they're not the best judgment. God. So anyways, Bria, she's there, her parents, her, so we always go over the criteria, like what they're looking for. Yes. She's looking for someone who's a good communicator. It was like the first thing she said. Um, mm-hmm. Growth mindset, liberal, from London, emotionally mature, acute. She's really into top knots. That was like a very specific thing she mentioned real as well. Bad. Like real, real bad. bad. <laughs> Do you have any physical quality that you're like, it has to be like this? Like it mm-hmm. makes your senses tingle like oh my god i, I mean i always it. not have to i'm well so i'm with a bald man and mm-hmm. i previous to nate really loved hair so i mm-hmm. did love guys if they had dreads if they had like froze if they had mm-hmm. um white guys if they had like longer hair top knots mm-hmm. like i really mm-hmm. loved hair i also really loved like tattoos mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but not like a hard line i'm with a man who's bald with no tattoos, <laughs> no so. tattoos. clearly yeah. <laughs> Well, it didn't really matter that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is Priya. Her thing is top knots. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Seema already is like, you just got to be flexible, be ready to compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, she literally says Priya has like disadvantages because she's been divorced. So you need to be okay with what I'm going to give you is what she said. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, But that it, definitely within... so. One of my best friends, um, her family is Afghan Muslim uh-huh. and um, not really strict Muslim, but it's very much um, the community, what everyone is thinking, what everyone is saying. Yes. You know, yes. and being divorced yes. is very frowned upon. Her family yeah. now is tainted. And like that is a that is, quote unquote, a disadvantage mm-hmm. within that mm-hmm. kind of like cultural community context. Mm-hmm. Um, so Seema was just being... Just keeping it real, I guess. Yeah, being herself. Being herself. (laughs) Um, And already pointed out her hard and fast, like, approach. You have to be okay with 60 to 70% of the qualities and the things Mm -hmm. that I bring for you. You're not going to get anybody who's 100%. Yep. You have to be willing to compromise to be flexible on that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, Seema later comes back, brings her handy, like, Google Doc biodatas, yeah. as she calls I mean, them. I, I love the biodatas. Yes. Oh, my God. I feel like she needs an intern. Somebody's just, like, <laughs> just kind of, like, modernize this. Yeah. A little binder, a little, like, spreadsheet look. These little, like, typed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, like, stapled at the top. Like, yeah. Girl. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> So, so yeah, she brings some biodatas. The first guy's like balding, and Priya's already like, "Girl, nah, nope. I need some hair." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's Priya. Mm-hmm. Um, then we head to New York. We meet. We meet again with Viral. Mm-hmm. Viral, as I said, mm-hmm. was like the bad bitch, kind of strong masculine energy from season two, who mm-hmm. is still dating homeboy. I think his name was Ashe. 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 Yeah. Shay, who we saw her match with through Auntie Seema last season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been together now three months, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, we see them like out with friends. And one of the friends is like, so is she the one? Like, how do you know if she, he or she is the one? And it got awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. Because he's sitting right there. Awkward. What are you going to say? Right no? There. What I are you know. supposed to do? It's such a weird question to put out there when they're both sitting right there. Like you can ask that one on one with your home girl, but like one the two of them, one. girl. Oh my god! And weren't they a white couple, right? And they were like, "I'm just trying to understand what's going on here." Like, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> god, Viral does say in her confessional that she thinks he's the one. Yeah, yeah, she um, does. He Ashe says in that moment he's like, you know, we're just kind of going with the flow, seeing how things unfold. Mm-hmm. Type of you know PC answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like by three months, you should know. Yeah. Three at this age, kinda, uh, uh, we ain't 22. At this age, I've been hanging yeah. with this person for three months. Yeah. This it whole, depends. I'm going with the flow and un- I don't see know how it unfolds. I, I feel like she was in North Carolina or something and he was in New York. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of long distance-ish. So mm-hmm. in those situations, I don't know if you know. Um, uh, but they're dating with intention, yeah. though. They're making the trips. They're making the trips. They're, you know, dating, like going out actively, pursuing each other. Mm -hmm. Three months of that. You don't know. I feel like you need to know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Ashe, this whole go with the flow. We'll see how it unfolds. What the fuck does that mean? You either know you don't. What the hell? But I feel like that was probably his PC answer in front of the front. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So then we go to New Delhi and we meet uh, Rushali. Mm-hmm. Who is 26? I forgot she was young. Holy shit, she's only 26? She's 26. She's, I thought she's she was 31. Baby. I don't know. I uh, made that up. Oh my God. Maybe I okay. made this. I'm pretty sure it's 26. Yeah, wow. She is a gorgeous model, former Miss yep. India. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw her apparently season one. She went on a date with one of the guys. Hadumon. Yeah, I hated gross. him. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> Oh, mine just, my TV just went to his episode. Like it went from the oh. last episode of the season and it went to his episode where he had all the food on fire and the vapor coming out of oh, oysters. Yes. whatever. And I was like, I <laughs> hate gastro pub this or whatever. guy. Oh yeah. my God. And he got married. He met his girl like yeah, he off got, he got, and on his own. He got they got married. That, that was a gay yeah. bitch. That was like <laughs> everything. I was like, damn, I brought him on. I came on the, oh my God. It, looked, it was a week long. Woo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. Um, so we met her before then, but she, yeah, she's 26. She's it's been five years since she dated someone. She's ready to find her mm-hmm. person. She does love spending time alone. She's been single for all this time, so she's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to like reconcile that. 
Um, and we meet her mom and auntie and we learn that Rushali is very much like a mama's girl. Mm-hmm. A mom's girl. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. very close to her parents, still lives at home, mm-hmm. wants to By remain choice, close to right? home. By like, choice. Yeah. Yeah. Wants to remain close to home. Um, and yeah, that's just like her thing. Mm-hmm. She is obviously looking for somebody loving, respectful, kind, family man, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, the vibe she's giving when we first meet her, I just feel the youth and that she's just not ready. I know. She doesn't want to flee the coop yet. Yeah, I think she, not even the youth I get from her. I feel like there's like trauma attached to this. That too. Living at home stuff. Yeah. That we see. By choice. Also. Choosing to stay at home. And we also see later the amount of judgment she has for people who don't want Mm. to live at home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, really interesting it's an interesting lady yeah you're right it does run a little deeper um okay we head back to london and we meet bobby our bobby (laughs) he calls himself a husband in waiting yikes (laughs) the desperation dripping off of this man god damn bobby when he sat on the desk i was like oh here we go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Lord. he literally described himself as desperate like he's yeah. so thirsty so bobby is he's adorable he's he's shorter he's a very small stature yeah. I think he's like five four five five yep. Yep. on a five, good four. day nope. five, four. five four yeah mm-hmm. bruno mars out here yep <laughs> and he he's a math teacher he loves his job mm-hmm. we meet some of his students they're so cute they love him so like cute. i loved this interview with the students with the kids yeah so cute they they love him yeah um and he's a great person he's like super he bubbly positive yeah. very energetic mm-hmm. his issue which is not surprising he always gets friend zoned not surprising at all no. not surprised it's it's definitely a, a it's definitely a physical thing. I think mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. it's a smaller pool of women for someone who is this mm-hmm. small and not even just short, but just like has a smaller frame. Mm-hmm. So his pool's mm-hmm. not that large. But mm-hmm. then also he's like very he doesn't bring a strong masculine or even like romantic energy. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing mm-hmm. unless you love you some math. There's not really a whole lot that's like so sexy about Bobby. Sex appeal. Yeah, he doesn't bring that. Wearing vests. He's (laughs) talking theologians, you know? Yeah. He went to Oxford or some crazy shit. He was rapping about math in his intro package. Yeah. There's just not a whole lot that's too sexy. Yeah, he's not bringing it. Um, So anyway, Seema goes over to meet him and his parents. His parents also arranged. It's so crazy. It's like everyone everyone's parents is arranged and then this Mm -hmm. next generation is like our age and they're a mix of arranged and love matches and Mm -hmm. but it seems very commonplace that everyone's parents was arranged it just seems like Mm -hmm. that was the thing the only thing and the love Mm -hmm. match was actually more the rare thing yeah definitely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we see with rushali's parents how the love match is like not only uncommon but also very difficult to get through very difficult yeah Mm -hmm. exactly um, so Bobby's criteria, he's looking for someone kind, obviously, which mm-hmm. I loved how he pointed out that that's such a like 30 year old's answer. 
I feel like when we were in our 20s, ain't nobody was talking about, I want somebody kind. But when you reach 30, after you've dealt with some fuck-ass people who treat you like shit, that's like one Mm -hmm. of the top things you hear a lot of people say, I want somebody who's kind. So true. Yes. And the descriptor. I feel like a lot of people say, I want somebody who's nice to the waiter. And that's what they mean. That's what they mean. Kind. Kind, yes. But you don't have the language for that. So that's the only judge you have. You're like, oh, he tipped. (laughs) right well yeah (laughs) that's so true that's what we were that's what we used to say someone who's nice to the waiter but Mm -hmm. now we have the language and we say it's kind yeah 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 um so yeah he's looking for somebody kind he's looking for somebody ideally shorter than him five four Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then also somebody who's curious open-minded loves to travel all that good stuff Mm-hmm. Um, Seema, she doesn't even talk about his height so much. She said his downfall is he talks too goddamn much. He has way too much energy. <laughs> yeah. He's a lot. He's a lot. He's, he's like puppy. He's like a little puppy. Yes, yes. Yeah. Jumping all over the place, looking your face, just like simmer <laughs> down, <laughs> relax. You're gonna exhaust people. Just exactly. chill out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so okay, we go back quickly to New York. Viral, she's visiting Ashe in New York. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. making the move. She's, you know, mm-hmm. hopping around on the plane, seeing this dude. And he invites her to India to meet his parents, mm. which is huge. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like their first international trip and it's paired with meeting his parents. Meeting the parents. And once you meet the parents, like in this yeah, culture, you can't in. really go back. You're in. No. Uh-uh. They're not yeah. just meeting girlfriends. They're meeting like future. This is your future wife. And we're making mm-hmm. sure that this like pair as well mm-hmm. so yikes mm. um okay so then we go to episode two we're in the uk mm-hmm. Seema, i love this little scene Seema is meeting with um a couple like app founders oh my god it. yes the founders lunch the founders yes, the lunch founders tea yes <laughs> yes um she was the only woman it was all men yeah um, but it was like yeah. the founder of um an app called single muslim another single muslim. app called mm-hmm. dill mill um, mm-hmm. which I've heard of. That's like one of the more popular oh. um, apps for South Asian singles. Um, and the app founder, he was really cute. I was like... All of them. I was like, what the... <laughs> you the Dilmo guy specifically. Yeah. What? He was single. Seema was like, I'll try to hook you up. Yeah. Um, Damn, yeah, he said, his own app not working. I know. <laughs> 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 he said, though, he found... he So his sister was single and a oh, doctor. Yes. And he really wanted to help her and mm-hmm. she ended up finding her husband through the app so that's really yeah. exciting yeah but he's still single which similar to patty patty was single pretty much oh God, the entire time she might still be single honestly she might still be single telling people not to have curly hair i want to look that up i think like the last season or two she had that boyfriend she had the boyfriend and she had mm-hmm. that crazy heart-shaped engagement ring. Oh, they got engaged? Remember that? You don't remember oh, her god awful engagement ring she had that uh, was heart-shaped. It out. Ew. No. <laughs> I don't remember that. But I don't think they're I don't I never I don't yeah, remember I don't Patty saying her wedding. Together. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's together. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, so that was cool. Just meeting kind of other people mm-hmm. in the like South Asian dating space and mm-hmm. particularly the app space and like what they're finding and they're facing a lot of the same like challenges, I guess, with mm-hmm. uh, fine love. Yeah. Um, okay, so Bobby, our teacher, yeah, um, gets his little bio datas, and uh-huh. one of his bio datas is Priya. Priya, which is that's 
Sima, you tried it. <laughs> you tried it. I don't know if that could be a sound. I don't know if we could make this a sound. Maybe we can make it even Stevie Wonder could see it. Yeah. Sima. <laughs> this is Ill- not going to work. <laughs> she gave him the ill setup. Congratulations. You played yourself. We already knew she this was gonna work. She gave him the ill <laughs> setup. Set really up. gave Priya the ill setup as Priya well. Priya too. This yeah. was I already knew this was not gonna work. Nope. So Priya, mind you, again, thirty-five divorcee, obsessed with hair, top knots. Like we just know this is not gonna work. And yeah. on paper, though, which is Seema always gets back to it. She's like, yes. the preferences match, though. Yeah. 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 He mentioned curiosity. She literally had like looking for someone curious like on mm-hmm. her bio data mm-hmm. he mentioned optimism and positivity she had the same words on her bio data so it seems on paper to match mm-hmm. um and yeah we see later that it was a little rocky so sima <laughs> and bob bobby his leather jacket i was so proud of him he really tried he really, he really tried. tried to look like carl lentz that's what he was he, going for he was he going tried. for like the skinny jeans and the chelsea boots yes yes bring a little edge mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so him and uh Seema go to priya's home to meet her and her parents um which also just also just odd just like it it's so... priya and bobby having like kind of a first date but then Seema and the parents are also sitting all there, there all there at their oh first God. time meeting yeah like that's yeah. so just just such a different approach to yeah to to dating yeah mm-hmm. um also for a first meeting like i hear like i yeah i get it like with Viral, for instance is going to go to india and meet ashe's yes. parents yeah and right. she's sitting there with the parents and everybody and like but on a first meeting that just seems like so much pressure on priya yeah. and and bobby to like definitely bobby yeah yeah specifically bobby, bobby he's not there with his parents he couldn't even close the door he came in. He couldn't. <laughs> he was, even, poor thing couldn't even close the door. He was like so uh, nervous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so nervous. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Um. So yeah. So luckily, Bobby. He's a teacher, so he does well with parents. So he's like, I can yeah. do this. Yep. Um. And he's just himself. Just super chatty. You know, mm-hmm. super nerdy. He has a great mm-hmm. personality. Everybody's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And he, in the end, invites her to a dance class for mm. a date. So (laughs) we go to this dance class, and I cannot with Bobby in these little these little salsa shoes. Yo! Oh, oh my, my god. god! Bruno Priya. Mars wore something so similar when he was doing the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Because Did when he? I tell you that nigga looks like a, who's that little piece of dust? That's a cartoon. What's his name? Marvel. <laughs> that's what he looked like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with these Victoria's Secret models, they were like oh, stomping god. on, stomping him. on. He had to wear these like heels. Heels. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. Bob. The shoes, oh, Bobby, Bobby. The shoes just killed it. Oh, the little shoes. The little jazz looking Mar- salsa shoes. Murdered any type of game. Murdered <laughs> any type of chemistry. <laughs> nah. Because you can't wear them little tip tip dance shoes and nah. not be a dancer. That's why do you have those Capizio shoes if you are not gonna be like on par with the dancing? You better know the rumba or something. You better know the walls. You better bring it. You better, you you better, better swing me around this room. Yeah. <laughs> and he was doing his same little two steps. It's also one on one. On the one on one salsa class. Oh, 
Oh, Bobby. Oh, oh Lord. So, yes, yeah, so they do a little salsa class. They sit mm-hmm. and kind of drink and chat, talk wine. And um, Priya thinks he's he's really nice. He's like a very he's genuine so guy. Nice. He's there's nothing wrong with him, but it's no. just uh, yeah, she doesn't yeah. feel the, the spark again, the spark, the chemistry, the romance. Yeah. Um, and my I think what where Bobby's gone wrong, mm. he needs because he always gets friend zoned. And he said on this mm. date, his goal is to not get friend zoned. Like that's his mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. He has to set up dates that are more like at like a moody dive bar, like a cocktail lounge where oh, you're okay. sitting really close. Like, mm-hmm. like it has to be an already romantic setting where mm. like physical touch is like appropriate and we're mm-hmm. drinking, we're getting a little sauced up. Like mm-hmm. he's got to mm-hmm. bring the, at least at the setting, bring that type of atmosphere and feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of almost like trick people into not friend zoning him or something. Like this little salsa sitting on the ledge, daytime with wine. Like it's just, yeah. it feels like friends already offer it. Yeah, mm. I think I think with the right person, this would feel romantic, but definitely not for no first date. I feel like this is a lot. This is a lot for a first date, yeah. And also, I think Bobby needs to readjust his criteria. I think he needs somebody who finds math sexy. Like, he keeps getting friendzoned. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But he needs to find somebody who's, like, another teacher. Like, I could see him with... You don't Mm. remember the teacher from Clueless? Oh, my God. Yes. Like her. Miss Miss Geist? Miss Geist? Miss Geist! Miss Geist, yes. He needs somebody (laughs) like that. He yes. needs somebody who finds all these like, okay. oh my God, 5.5 and 11, that's the same. And she could be like, ooh, like that gives her a shiver <laughs> of her spine. Mm. That's who she needs. She doesn't, he doesn't need somebody all kind and compassionate. No, 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 no. Yeah. You need somebody very specific. Someone, yeah, his specific brand of like nerdy and weird. Yes. Like yes. your mutual weirdness. That's that Dr. Seuss quote. Like you have to find someone who's like, oh yeah. You're mu- like you're mutually weird and like you fall in yeah. love because you have the same weirdness. Like that. yes, yes. Yeah. He needs to go yeah. to Comic Con. He needs to be at all the conferences, <laughs> teacher conferences. He needs to be out here doing all of that because yeah. no one. I don't care how dark the the lighting is. <laughs> if you are talking in math equations to me, I don't know if I'm gonna get get with a it. little jingle jangle. I don't no, know. No, no, ain't nothing oh, jingle jangling down there. No. Oh boy. <laughs> God. Um, okay, so we head back to New Delhi. We, which I, by the way, I love the B roll of like the streets of New Delhi. So cool. Oh it literally God, makes so New York cool. look like nothing in oh, terms of like, like busyness. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> or color. Yeah. Or color. Like there's just so, I can just tell like they are popping. The, it never sleeps. Like that is a city mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is not, nothing pipes down. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we're back to Rashali. Rashali, the model, she gets her biodatas. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets two very good looking men to choose from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Like how obviously Ooh. like subjective and attentive, <laughs> attentive to matching people according to physical attraction yeah. Auntie Sima is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I want to yeah. see her like file cabinets or like the way she organized the Me? matches. Two. Or the the singles, I mean, right? Yes. I would love a special of like BTS with Auntie Zemo. Yes. And yes. Like, what is it like doing these biodatas and organizing people? Organizing them. 
Because I already she know. is choosing that sixty seventy, right? Like yeah. she is the yep. person who is yep. choosing what's mm-hmm. the sixty, what's the seventy that's worth it to these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, but off. yeah, I already know Rashali and these two men are like in a specific pile that's mm-hmm. marked like elite, hot, undivorced, fair skinned, yeah, fair skin pageants, pageant, <laughs> beautiful. Like uh-huh, I don't know how uh-huh. she's doing it, but it was so obvious when she brought these two bio dates with these hot ass dudes. Like <laughs> what? Um. So yeah. So she gets these two datas. Both guys work in like the film industry. She mm-hmm. also is like an actress model, so that seems on par. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, she's still talking about just like how close she is with her parents and like mm-hmm. you know th- this is all fine and dandy, but I hope they're good with me living here and like mm-hmm. staying close to family. Like she's yeah. so and so Auntie so attached like, to that. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna have to move out. If yeah, you marry someone right? Like, girl, what? <laughs> let's let's yeah, let's talk about this. Um, also in New Delhi, Viral, she's uh off to meet Ashe's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and Auntie Sima is like with her. <laughs> yeah, very nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's a nice support system. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Viral goes in to meet the parents. Um, no hug, very dry, just like very formal. Yeah, very formal. Yeah, yeah very. Yeah. I think his parents are maybe more conservative. I would think. Um, yeah, just not very warm so. and welcoming. It was like, okay, come, yes, business. Mm-hmm. Let's talk business. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and Viral said it is very important for her to not come off as an A B C D. Which yeah. stands for American Born Confused, Confused Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. I've learned it's pronounced Daisy. Also. Oh, it's Daisy? Day C. Day C. Daisy. Okay. Daisy. Oh, damn. She said Daisy. Damn. She's, oh, she said Daisy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I got to get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real, and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help. From eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family, therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r mm. well, okay um which was a term i never heard so i got to get some uh oh. more insights and uh-huh. so yeah it's a term used among south asian americans to it can be used to like criticize like the americanization of american-born indians it's typically used what? by like the older generation against like the younger generation or like oh it's a like gringo first gen american or indian americans against like the second generation oh. kind of like you're you're american you're like living in these two worlds like you're not indian oh. enough type of that type of thing um oh. apparently it's not it's generally not derogatory but it is okay used to describe just like the challenges that like indian american born indians face with like living in between the two worlds right um and yeah i guess older generation like for instance with varal's like very conscious she doesn't want to come off as like a confused daisy right she yeah. wants to make sure she like makes a point to let them know like I speak Gujarati, I read and write, like I yeah, mm-hmm. you know I have all the things like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and um yeah, so that's what I learned there. So Viral, um I think she does a good job with the parents, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, she um Viral to me, she's like not very warm. Mm-mm. You get that sense from her, right? Not at all. I think Ashe is patient, warm, inviting, mm-hmm. kind, a little shy. Mm, he has so so many things that she doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. They're actually a really good good match. match. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because she's not the most she's not the warmest person. But then she meets the parents, and it's like she's. To me, she doesn't read warm and nurturing, but she checks off the boxes that she knows the parents are looking for when it comes to yes. like tradition, uh-huh, speaking the languages, uh-huh. knowing the foods. Mm-hmm. She's not like this Americanized, like Indian American. Like she's very much in the culture and that's acceptable to them. Um, which as a parent, oh. I would want somebody who was a little warmer. I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah. And I think too, we, speaking of the spark, I think when mm. we meet the parents, we're looking for a spark with the parents. Mm -hmm. we're looking for that thing that makes you feel like your family Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. not looking for like a checklist but we're looking for similar energies and Mm -hmm. we can joke and laugh together or not be offended by what each other says but Mm -hmm. for Varal she is looking to make sure that everything on that bio data sheet that they sure got emailed by Auntie Sima she is all those things yeah that's more the what's more significant than mm-hmm. what she knows for these fa- for the family. Um, so anyways, we later see Vishal and Ashe. They go jewelry shopping, looking at very oh, expensive jewelry. Very fancy jewelry. Very. He like very casually bought her this like 
pear-shaped. 30K. Diamond. How much was that? It was 30,000? 27,000 something. Was the, yeah, the bracelet, right? The bracelet and the earrings. I think she got both of them. And she looked like she hated them. (laughs) She didn't look like she needed them, but he was like. She didn't look very excited by them. Right. She was not by, and we did not see them on her throughout the season. So. Mm. But he was like, you want it? Yeah, it looks good. Let's buy it. Like so casually just dropped like 20 G's. But then when the sales associate brought up engagement rings, it yeah, got no, awkward. Stiff. Stiff. <laughs> it got so awkward. Yeah. Woo! Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, and even the shape of the diamond. He was like, you like pear shapes, right? Even mm-hmm. Isn't that a nod to an engagement ring? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, shit got weird. But whatever. She got a $30,000 fucking bracelet out of it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, also New Delhi, Rashali goes out on her first date. Mm-hmm, she picks. <laughs> she is <laughs> fucking panicking, like talking to herself as she's waiting for the guy to walk through. Um, she picked uh, Tashar is his name. Mm-hmm, He's a mm-hmm. film director. Um, and they're both like super nervous. Like he was mm-hmm. saying, he was like Googling questions to ask on a date. <laughs> it's just, first date in like two years he said yeah um and yeah he he was super cute loved the beard they had a nice little first date yeah they seem to have yeah Mm -hmm. a lot in common they're very giggly Mm -hmm. at first um i love watching a first date it made me think of do you remember dating around on netflix (gasps) yes oh my god what a good what happened to that show i don't know that new orleans season was so so good I would so watch it good. again. Like it's a it's a show. I've, I've watched, watched it twice. I think yeah. two or three times through yeah. the New York season and the New Orleans. So fascinating watching people on like real first dates. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, so we watch them a little bit, and then they start talking about their relationships with their parents. Yep. So Rashali drops that she lives with her parents. Mm-hmm. Um. Very different from Tashar. He's been living on his own for the past like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Rashali, she just seems very okay and fine with living with her parents, like almost proud of it. And yeah, Mm -hmm. Tashar is like, she's very proud of it. Mm -hmm. Tashar is just talking about the challenges of like, you know, having your parents all up in your business and things like that. And she's like, you know, mothers, they just can't help it. Like almost like making excuses for. (laughs) I was like, whose mother are you? What? What What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? Why are you making an excuse for his mother in his business? Right. Well, mothers just, you know, and it it was just odd. It's like one thing to live Mm -hmm. with your parents as an adult, Uh um, which many of us have had to for a variety of reasons. Yep. Even sometimes it's by choice. You're going through healing from a relationship and you got to move home and you need to be there for a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. shit happens, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, It's another to like express no desire, no need, no want to live on your own but also you'd rather just like defend living with your parents and also not only is it a part of your personality and personal mm-hmm. brand it mm-hmm. is something you are trying to sell to other <laughs> trying people to sell. To also do. yes <laughs> she's trying to pitch this heavy to, to char and he's like yes, girl he what does. like nah <laughs> i've been on my own for 15 years yeah. like yeah. You ain't gonna sell me on that. Love my parents, but like, nah. Yeah, yeah. He never said he hated them or anything. No, he was just like I want my own life. I want my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, their connection pretty much died after that moment. Gone. <laughs> Gone. Completely. Gone. On both parts. From him's part, yeah. as we can yeah. see. And then for her, too, she was like, I don't know. He just seems so turned off by, mm-hmm. you know, me living at home. And I want somebody who's more accepting of it, which she got to. That's that's a lot to ask of somebody. You're the oddball. You're the oddball. Right. <laughs> You're 26, right. which is honestly 26 is pretty young. That's I feel like that's kind of fine yeah. to be living at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in this day and age where everybody's living off on their own, and so you're going to mm-hmm. be dating guys who are probably in their 30s living off on their own. You're the mm-hmm. odd one that's living at home and like mm-hmm. trying to sell that it's a good thing. Right. And so, you're not saying like, oh, and I pay the cable bill and that's why we live together. Or like, oh, I'm taking care of this and that's why we live right. together. Like, you just live in there because you really want to. You just want to. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's odd. It's not going to make sense to a lot of people. So she yeah. kind of left there like, ugh, Tashar. And it's like, girl. Tashar you gotta... left there like, the fuck? The fuck, <laughs> oh, Rochelle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, so anyways so we get back to london and um priya goes off on another Mm -hmm. date Mm -hmm. um so no more bobby that ship has sailed and Mm -hmm. she goes out with a man named jai who Uh is um on paper seems all right six foot gudrati he works in finance active Mm -hmm. lifestyle they go on the date and he looks like he works in finance like he shows up Ew. This stiff, tight suit. Stiff. Their conversation was stiff and boring. Yeah. Um, also kind of red flag. He's 38. He's never lived with anyone before. Which I didn't know if that was yeah. just a romantic partner or like he's never lived with even like roommates before. Oh my god. That I'm would not sure be... what they meant by the Yeah. That's more alarming to me. Like you've never lived with me. Like he just seems almost like a hermit or just like a lone wolf type of person yeah yeah hmm. i don't know too but 38 never lived with anybody and yeah. yeah there's just no connection like they both mutually agreed in the confessionals yeah. that it just like was not it at all um and so yeah auntie Simo, sometimes that bio data things match up on paper but in person there was no chemistry and i feel mm-hmm. like in this instance i can't remember if later what Sima says but Auntie Seema be like, you got to give it a try. Like, you Mm got to give it a try. You can't Mm -hmm. just decide after one date, whatever. But Mm -hmm. this is where you can see there's nothing there. That can't happen. (laughs) That can't happen. No. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. There's no connection, no chemistry, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Spark, I mean, is maybe what you can call it, too. There's no spark. There's nothing here. Right. Now, we then go off to Davis, California. We meet a new Mm -hmm. single. His name is Mm -hmm. Cash. He's Mm -hmm. 40. Mm-hmm. and um he's an er doctor er doctor by day and like hired solo hyped wedding, wedding dancer, dancer by night, by night. <laughs> <laughs> wild he is um born and raised in america as mm-hmm. well and um yeah auntie sima comes over and meets him she was serving i love this outfit i don't know if you've oh caught this God. one <laughs> Yes, her California fits were the California fits they were going off. Yes, very yeah. cute. It was like baby blue with little gold details. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so pretty. Yeah. And so yeah, her first question is like, "You're 39. You're single. What's going on?" Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "Work that you know, which 
Valid. That's very valid. That seems to yep. be, if you're 39 mm-hmm. and single, kind of, you're just working on your careers. Makes sense. And ER makes doctor. Like, and ER. COVID. Right. Definitely yeah. makes sense. True. Yeah. True. Um, and, and yeah, so he gives us criteria. He is looking for someone fun, attractive, um, mm-hmm. educated, has a lot of energy, um, speaks Hindi, uh, preferably from the U.S., and mm-hmm. he brings up something which I also will educate you all on because I definitely uh, know yeah. this is. No um, clue. Yeah. <laughs> he mentioned he's from the Brahmin community and he would like prefer to be meet with somebody who's Brahmin. Mm-hmm. Auntie Seema off rip is like very confused. She, she was like, and, like Fuck turned out off. Of here, absolutely yeah. <laughs> not. We are in Davis, California. Vikash. Right. What are we talking about here? Yeah. Mm-mm. And yeah, she was like turned off also because he's not very connected to the Brahmin community. So she's like, why is this a criteria? Like, yeah. Why? He's like, I, I eat meat and drink, but I want somebody Brahmin. And she yeah. was like, what? Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Brahmin um, is a part of the caste system. So. Oh, no. Yes. A little. Uh, <laughs> educational moment so india operated a caste system for like hundreds of years until Mm -hmm. 1947 when they achieved independence from the uk um the caste system is kind of akin to like apartheid jim crow like it was Mm -hmm. a way to Mm -hmm. severely marginalize groups and divide society essentially Mm -hmm. now the caste system there's like a literal chart there's like a literal like uh hierarchy um that you can google just google indian caste system and it's mostly divided by professions. Oh, and okay. the highest caste are Brahmins. Brahmins are typically <laughs> typically um, priests, religious, like clergy, oh. academics, scholars. That's the highest of the caste system. Okay. And then it's followed by, I'm not going to say the names because I'm going to butcher them, but the next mm-hmm. cast is like the kings, the rulers, the warriors, like administrators, people kind of like run government, I guess. Mm-hmm. The cast below that is merchants, landowners, skilled mm. workers. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next cast is like farm workers and servants. Mm. And then the final cast is what's called the outcasts, also <gasps> known as the untouchables. Those are people who are like street cleaners or um, just anyone like on the fringe of society, just like like Mm -hmm. severe poverty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the caste system's illegal. It it was made illegal after independence. There are like affirmative action laws in place to like prevent discrimination based on caste. It's like no longer a thing that's done. Um, However, everyone still knows Mm -hmm. historically what caste their family's from. People still, mm-hmm. like, you can ask each other about it, talk about it. It's just not, like, a widely done thing in, like, modern society. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the way Janesh described it is, like, you're either Brahmin mm-hmm. or you're somebody in the middle. Damn. <laughs> or <laughs> you're at the very bottom, then touchables. Right. But most people kind of, like, live in that middle class, uh, I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when it comes to Brahmins being like the highest caste and Vakasha's request here to be matched with another Brahmin, it's mm-hmm. like, think of it as like privileged white people wanting to marry other privileged white people. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the league, the app, the league when it first came out mm. and it was like only for people who went to Ivy's. To Ivy's, yes. Yeah. It's like very similar to just like what we see in everyday life, conservative yeah. rich people yeah. who tend to marry among themselves yep. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just want to remain very insular 
Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> Janesh also said, he was like, if you're Brahmin, like only Brahmins care that they're Brahmins. Like, and it's like a, a thing. Like no one really wow. cares. <laughs> like <laughs> it's more like status. It's like the older generation holding on to something, but like generally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no one really cares, talks about it. Um, but it is, it is interesting in this moment that Vakash brings up his status mm-hmm. as a Brahmin. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like a Brahmin caring about a Brahmin. Nobody else cares. He's the mm, only person we've seen right. in this whole season mention what caste okay. his family's from. Okay. So just a little context there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Seema shuts him down. Is like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she eventually comes back with some bio datas. Um, mm-hmm. And she brings somebody who on paper matches 60 to 70%, as she said. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that the match, the lady doesn't want kids. I was like, which, Shima, that is 30%. Right. I was like, I thought that was so odd for her to bring that. Yeah, it was. But you know what? I think sometimes she tests people. I think Mm. the people who are this specific, she Mm. tests them. And she's Mm -hmm. like, if you're going to ask me for all it is, Mm -hmm. you got to get rid of something. And everything you want is so specific Mm -hmm. that we're just going to get rid of something that's going to affect your entire life. Or Mm. is it... I think she's trying to gauge how serious they how are. How serious like, is he it is. that you want somebody Brahmin or is it right. that you want somebody who you want a family? Right. What is, <laughs> Which it? is it? What actually yeah. is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she brings so that one, which was to me kind of like an automatic no, it seems. And then yeah. um another girl's bio data, she lives a lot closer to him. Mm-hmm. Um, which was obviously a, a great like quality. What am I saying? No, it's great because she has people flying all over the place. So this is great. Right. So having somebody close (laughs) by in, yeah, he's in Davis, California too. So like someone close Mm -hmm. is great. Um, So yeah, we end the episode with Vakash going out with that girl. Her name is Anjali. Mm -hmm. Um, And they go for a little uh, paint and sip date, which was cute. Um, The issue with uh, Anjali is she doesn't speak Hindi Mm -hmm. or Bengali. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think was something he was really looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. She's 31. Her whole family's in California. Mm-hmm. Her energy, they seem to kind of like vibe really well. Yeah, she seems nice. She seems very nice. She's a lot younger than he typically dates. Yeah. So that was also mm-hmm. another like strike against her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they seem to um, go off on many different dates. We see him call Antisima and kind of catch up. Um, mm-hmm. They seem to be hitting it off, but he tells Seema that her not speaking Hindi is not going to work for him. Which does he speak Hindi? <laughs> the way Vakash be moving, who knows? <laughs> honestly, I feel like he doesn't. I feel like he definitely does not. Yeah, with his height requirements and shit, he got. I was like, why you got a height requirement? You six feet tall, right? So Seema, of course, tells him to be more flexible, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he just seems very, like, not sold on Anjali and very, um, very specific on that quality. Her not speaking Hindi, and I guess maybe that doesn't fly with his family or something he wants. I don't really know. Yeah, he says for communicating, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Vakash seems like he'd just be making up shit, so. <laughs> yeah, to get out of any of this. Who yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, okay, we did get a really interesting scene with Seema and her daughters. Oh, and yes. Fun. Her son-in-law. Yeah. Um, and they were sitting and talking about her clients and this new trend of, like, people marrying later mm-hmm. um, after they figure out their lives and things like that. 
Um, Auntie Zima is very adamant that she thinks over 30 is too late to be looking for love. Wild. Auntie Seema. What? Oh my God. Everyone on the show is over 30. Every goddamn body. Right. (laughs) And the one who's not, Rushali, is in therapy (laughs) right now because she (laughs) clearly is not ready. Like, God. Oh my God. Okay. So, quick little side note Mm. on Seema's daughters and son in law. So, Anu shared a TikTok with me. Meant to send it to you and I forgot. I will send it to you after. Um, So apparently Auntie Seema filmed a documentary a few years ago called A Suitable Girl. You could probably Mm -hmm. find it somewhere online. Uh And in the documentary, we follow, we meet her two daughters um, and Auntie Seema, this matchmaker woman, and the journey of one of the daughters um, getting matched to be married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the daughter is with that now husband, the son-in-law that we see there in the scene. Uh-huh. But in the documentary, he was like, fuck this shit. I don't want to be married. I don't know why people get married. <gasps> like, what is this? Um, in the documentary, you also see Auntie Seema being like very harsh with her daughter, who at the time of the documentary was like 25 and oh was like, God. let's get your shit together. Like, you're never going to find anybody if you keep acting like this. And what? she gets matched with the guy who was talking a big game about he doesn't believe in marriage and this, that, and the third. And mm-hmm. here they are still married and they have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> they have a kid? Oh, wow. They have a kid okay. as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just a little context. Wow. Where, yeah. Just interesting because in the scene, the son-in-law is talking about how all his friends are in their 30s and they're mm-hmm. not married and they're not even looking for love. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. knowing this little context, I can kind of see the pang of like <laughs> envy in his eye. Cause Absolutely. Because he got to go home and change some diapers. Mm-hmm. And the rest of his friends are jetting around. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's so wild. Now being like 33. I know. To think that like, to think of the pressure of being like 25 and being told mm-hmm. you're too, too old. Too old. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah, I never got that at 25. 25. I didn't get that either. Young. That's young. That's really uh, My young. mom was 25 when she got married and she was yeah. like, yeah. I'm good. I was a child bride. So <laughs> go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, just like the, every culture is different. Like just the cultural yeah. pressure and the, I think now in just like very mainstream American culture, being 30 and single is like pretty commonplace. So normal. Very, yeah. very normal. Um, but in this, this society, this culture that is very based around like family and familiar relationships and the kids and the family units, that takes precedent over career. Mm -hmm. So it's like not computing for Seema and her generation that like, y'all are putting careers first. Like, nah, you should be married. Yeah. Married. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wonder too, how, uh, Number one, how the caste system affected that family structure, because I'm sure the Brahmins were just set on creating more Brahmins and nobody Mm, else. mm, Like, you know what I mean? mm, mm -hmm, Um, mm. And then also how the rest of like, it's not just that, oh, women um, started working more or men have like stopped going to therapy completely or whatever (laughs) the case is. Like Mm. the world just treats people so differently and so harshly and treats mm-hmm. women so harshly mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. last thing you want to do is be married to some asshole that your mom sets you up with out of a newspaper. Like, right. <laughs> cause you have to work. 
Like, yeah. If I didn't have to work, that'd be one thing. Sure. But I got to go out and work and you ain't shit or we don't have yeah. a spark or whatever the case whatever. is. Whatever. Like, yeah. It's uh, a lot to ask. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's a lot, a lot to, to ask. ask. And we're putting our foot down more, as you see, with. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Priya and the rest of them who are like in their 30s. Like, nah, mm-hmm. we not doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, so we catch up with Rishali. Rishali's kicking it with her four best friends, all guys, all I know are in love with her. They just have yep. to be. Yep. <laughs> her four <laughs> best friends were all dudes. How interesting. I and she know. looks like this. That's what I thought. <laughs> like, they have to be in I love with like, her. At least one. All four of these people are all seem to be different types. That one with the baby blue suit and the hair. I was like, he's mm-hmm. fabulous. He got <laughs> he got a pinky ring. Like he sounds like a <laughs> great a time. <laughs> and then another one of them was married, but so mm-hmm. I guess he's out. Mm-hmm. But all of them were like all different types of men that she definitely could have gone out with. Right. And she was like, oh, I'm just a tomboy. Like I met them through basketball practice. <laughs> or like, whatever. What? <laughs> Girl, if you don't go out with some of these men, what's wrong with you? I don't know. So Seema is tired of Rashad her bullshit. So she sends so her tired. to a relationship advisor, mm-hmm. like a dating coach, it seems, um, slash therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, because the fact that she wants to get married, but also doesn't want to leave her parents' home, like, doesn't make sense. That doesn't match. It doesn't match, doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. And she needs to go talk to somebody about that because it's not making sense. Mm-hmm. So during the session... Oh my god. My god. We learn that Rashali was sent to boarding school at four years four. old. Four years old. Imagine Sterling, my nephew. Oh my god. No. Going to boarding school. <laughs> no. Getting no. shipped off to school. Shipped off to school because because Geneva's white. <laughs> because yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there's some cultural rift happening yeah. that they yeah. don't want to expose you to. That was mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. So, so yeah, she was shipped up at four. We learned her parents didn't have an arranged marriage. They were, uh, you know, in love. They yep. were intercast. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and from different cultures. I think she's at her dad. Her mm-hmm. dad was from Bengal, um, which is a different state, just like one of the states. Mm. And then her mom was like Rajput, which is part of the caste system. So I think it was like intercultural, mm. intercaste, like just a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of family community drama that they didn't want yes. her around. Right. Hence right. sending her off to boarding school for four-year-olds. Boarding what the fuck for... is that? Yeah, and where is that? Where, where is where that? Where they do that at? Where they do that at? <laughs> <laughs> that is and that just what you said. How does that make you feel as an adult woman that you yep. were shipped off as a yep. product of your parents' marriage? How does that make mm. you feel? Mm-hmm. Right? As a child, that mm-hmm. you were the product of these two people mm. who had shame around their love yeah which is also you (laughs) which was you yeah 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 Yeah. so she yeah she talked about the impact a bit it obviously made her build very thick walls Mm -hmm. it made her Mm -hmm. very like less emotional keeps she Mm -hmm. kept a lot in Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i think she probably did that because she's afraid to stir the pot at all with her family yeah. and parents like she already knows there was a lot going on there so she doesn't want to bring anything that she got going on into mm-hmm. she doesn't want to burden them i would think she would think of it as mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i think she's also she didn't say this was my assessment she's also just afraid to grow up because she lost some of her childhood from her parents oh my god that's a great assessment i have a right? totally different assessment yes but that's a great one 
And she, we don't know really how long she was in boarding school. She went away at four. We don't know when she came back, but like you know, she was gone eighteen. You know, she was she was gone, gone for, for a minute. Fourteen like, years. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So a chunk of her childhood, she just did not spend with her parents. So I could see her wanting to just remain latched to yeah. them for as long yeah. as she can, and not want to grow up. What was your assessment of Miss Rashali? My assessment is that she doesn't want to leave her parents because she thinks if she does, they'll get divorced. Oof, oof. I think she places a lot on herself. And there were little things that she says that made me feel that way because she says that she acts like she's the man of the house and she She like is the one bringing in some dollars and keeping some things together. Um, And I don't know if that, whether that's true or not, she is bearing a responsibility that is most likely not there. Mm. Like I, she has been gone for a really long time and they were fighting. Now she's back and it Mm. seems like everything's peaches and cream. So I feel like she thinks if she leaves them, it'll be chaos again. Oh, okay. Mm. I can see that. She probably, yeah, she thinks of herself right. kind of as the glue in a sense. Yes. Yeah. She puts a lot of responsibility on herself. On like herself. She says all of these things. I don't yeah. know if they're true or not, but she says right. them. Yeah. Um, but yours is also a very interesting theory that she yeah. wants to like get some childhood back. Get some childhood back. She's not rushing yeah. to leave because she was forced out at a young age. So she's like, mm-hmm. I want to try to relish this time with them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was interesting just to get the context because mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't making sense. We have this girl; she's beautiful. She yeah. wants to date, wants to get married, but doesn't want to leave home and is trying to like sell and that she- shit to everyone. Right. Like, what? <laughs> right. And she like travels the world because she's a pageant queen and yeah, a model. And a model. Like, like what? what? Yeah. Um, she also talked a little bit with the advisor about her strive for perfection, which mm. again reminded us she was in pageant world for a while. Yes. She yes, um yes. is very hard on herself. She doesn't really open up a lot to people just out of fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. just she has mm-hmm. very thick walls for many different mm-hmm. reasons. The family stuff mm-hmm. and then also the pageant world. She just like is mm-hmm. not she doesn't get deep with a lot of people, it seems. So Yeah. And she wants to present herself a very specific way. Yeah. All yes. The, the presentation of her. Yeah. 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 Oof. Mr. Shally going through it, man. I know. This is what I'm saying. We need a show. We need a spin-off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> For Shally's healing. We need a Seriously. Spin-off. Yeah. Now we head back to London with Priya. Priya is 0 for 2. Yeah. <laughs> two duds. And she goes on her third date with Vimal, who... Vim? I love him. I would have swiped right on him. him. (laughs) I love him. Oh, my God. He reminds me of one of my favorite yoga teachers who also has a wild top Top knot. knot. (laughs) Yes. And is very, like... Gregarious is the word. Yes, like, extroverted. Like really extroverted, really friendly. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. the one who always massages my neck, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he stay massaging my neck. He'd be like, Justine, relax. I'm like, oh my God, James, I know. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's so non threatening. Like, yeah. somebody like that can be sometimes a little threatening. Mm. There's nothing threatening about Vim's energy. No, no. I love that about him. Very friendly, extroverted. He's creative. He's got the little top knot in the beard. He's very good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just, they're vibing heavy. Like, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy. The spark. The spark, spark is, is there. there. Yeah. Um, their day was interesting. This place literally does not exist in the U.S. <laughs> this, I, I called it the British axe throwing. Yes. That's what I <laughs> it. An indoor, like, cricket batting cricket. cage. 
such a British slash like yeah. Indian thing. Like you would never yeah. see that here in America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have great vibes. Mm-hmm. They both love to cook. Um, he was talking about how he wants to take a sabbatical and go to Oaxaca. She's like, oh my God, my mm-hmm. sister's in Oaxaca. Like mm-hmm. just very well matched, hitting it off. All good. Yep. Now, Viral is back in India or back from mm-hmm. India, catching from her India. parents. Yep. Her and Shay head off to this wedding. They're gushing about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this might be <laughs> Auntie Zima's like first it. success story <laughs> we might have from one. the show. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine this? The wedding special with the two of these people? I know. <laughs> And so, okay, Priya now. Priya and Vimal, we see them go out on another date. They go out for food. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we learn Vimil, like his past relationships, they failed because he wasn't really open enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> we see him doing the exact opposite of that. He's like very open I mean, with Priya. Yeah. He's like, you want to know what time it is? It's time for Vim and Priya. Let's mm-hmm. go and make this happen right now. <laughs> yes. Very, very full on. And he yeah. lets Priya know exactly how he feels. He thinks he really likes her. He likes that she's, mm-hmm. you know, quirky. She loves food. Mm-hmm. She has a great smile. Um, just just really puts it out there. But mm-hmm. Priya, it's a bit much for her. I know. She's like, skirt, skirt. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah. Eh, it's a little full on. Mm-hmm. Now, very interesting little side note. Seema, we see her go to a tarot reader and ask the tarot reader, specifically about priya Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the reader said priya she's she won't settle she won't accept anything less than that's her type Mm -hmm. she has some self-work to do and Mm -hmm. she tells auntie sima that you are there to guide and counsel her so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, make sure you mm -hmm. keep her in check yep um and so vamal he's chasing priya heavy he wants to hang out all the time can I just say, mm-hmm. Vamal said something that I think we should all keep with us that was so insightful. He mm-hmm. said, playing games early on in a relationship is dangerous because people hold it throughout the rest of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an amazing lesson mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think when you play games in the very beginning, people automatically think that's who you are Mm -hmm. going even back to your note about like three months in you should know if they're the one or not Mm -hmm. you should really know that person they should be playing games with you yeah yeah true and if you get you know down to the nitty-gritty people could be like well early on you were doing xyz actions Mm -hmm. i thought that was really good Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i mean I hear Priya, like it's it's overwhelming, is what she's yeah, saying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, you're getting somebody who's just being authentically like, I just like you. I really like you. Yeah. I want to yeah. hang out with you. I want to text you. I'm yep. going to just do those things. I'm not going to play yep. games or think, did she text me first? Yada, yada, yada. Like, oh Vamal's not doing any of that. Yeah. yeah. So um, Priya talks to Auntie Seema and is like, it's, he's getting irritating. It's too much. And mm-hmm. Seema remembers the tarot reader. And the tarot reader's like, you got to guide and counsel mm-hmm. this girl because she's going to get mm-hmm. in her way. And mm-hmm. she counsels her and advises her to go out with him again and just communicate this with him. Just be clear. Yeah. I think this is like really embarrassing to communicate though. Like it I is. asked this is for tough. a top knot who was tall. I got a top knot who was tall who likes me nonstop. And I yeah. like it. This is like really <laughs> weird hard. to say. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but anyway, she goes and does it. Her and Vamal meet up at a park. And mm-hmm. he, he says, he's like, I've sensed that something's been off like between yep. us. 
Um, And she tells him full on, like, you've just been very full on. It's been a bit overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. I thought Vimal's response was, it could be a little harsh, but I think it came from a really good place. Yes. Um, And I think this is why he's a good match for her, because he's going to challenge her. Yes. He flat out tells her, I think you need to learn to appreciate and receive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that because I think it's not just about him being too much. It's also mm-hmm. we got to look yeah. at Priya and why yeah. she's like, why she's finding his approach of her so overwhelming. Isn't this what mm-hmm. we're looking for? Somebody who likes you and like, right. and speaks the truth. Like, yeah. So I like that he he put it back on her. It was like, I get it. I'm sorry. I could do a little bit less, but also I need uh-huh. you to learn to appreciate and to yep. be able to receive you know mm-hmm. love in this way um so yeah they overcome they move past it they're all good yeah now vakash our brahmin oh from here we go <laughs> this is the worst part of the from whole goddamn Cali. show i was so mad about this date oh god so he's done with anjali mm-hmm. and so seema sends him out on another date this mm-hmm. woman named namrati Mm-hmm. Um, she's very extroverted and very chatty and I thought she was so beautiful and warm and fabulous yeah. and, and positive. Mm-hmm. She reminded me a little bit, I don't know why, she reminded me a little bit of Roxy. Oh, okay. I don't know what just maybe her face shape or something, but she just always looks like hi. Like yeah. so pleasant. Nice. <laughs> pleasant. Very pleasant, yeah. chatty, yeah. friendly, yeah. easygoing, easy to talk mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. they by all standards have a pretty decent solid date, I would think. Great conversation, yeah. They, Great convo, lots yeah. in common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and she's really into him. She lets us know in the confessional, but he is not. And he lets her down at the end of the date. Really strangely. He's never let anybody down. That's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah, let's exchange numbers. Do this again. He was like, so, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't think yeah. we're a match. And he was definitely planning on ghosting her for mm-hmm. sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. And in his confessional, he said that he thought she was too Indian. And he doesn't want someone with an accent, preferably. Too Indian. Too Indian, yes. The audacity and nerve and goal for him to say that. Yeah. When he wanted somebody within a specific caste system who yeah. speaks Hindi when we are still unclear if he does either. <laughs> yes. Sir, oh my God. Uh, so I got a little insights on this. So I was like, this sounds so bizarre for, like, an Indian Mm -hmm. person to be saying he does want somebody who's too Indian. Yeah, I would never say somebody's too black. That's crazy. Right. Very (laughs) odd. So the insight I got, and I would love to hear from any other Mm. uh, Indian, South Asian listeners, um, your thoughts on this, that Indian-born Indians and American-born Indians don't typically, like, vibe, hang, date together. They see each other as being raised culturally very different. Um, and so it's kind of a thing. Like Indian American-born Indians typically date other American-born Indians mm-hmm. and don't usually uh, date across line. Like they don't typically seek out Indian-born mm. Indians. They all kind mm. of like do their own thing. Um, interesting. I don't know. I think they just... 
his way of saying it was like odd like she sounds too indian and like it was just getting real yeah, self-hatred was, like bordering yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> It was giving. Yeah. Um, but I think it comes from a place of just like cultural, like just culture, just feeling very culturally different. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm Indian. Yes, we're all Indian, but like I was born here. My, 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 um, uh, values, I guess, are just like culturally being Indian, but American Indian. There's just like a lot of difference there. And so people just tend to vibe friendships wise. I've been told friendships and relationships. They kind of just do their own thing. Those two groups. So. That's so interesting. I wonder, because I feel like a lot of people on this show have a lot of um, criteria that is steeped in Indian culture and not just like, oh, they have to be Indian. Mm-hmm. So for him to say somebody is too Indian mm-hmm. with all the requirements he has, that's what really threw me off. But yeah. that makes sense though, that like mm. people who are born in America do not date people who maybe first gen even or mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. got here that yeah. that makes sense and it's interesting because you see when a lot of them sit with auntie Sima and give their criteria that mm-hmm. is a common criteria you hear like i want them to be american born mm. or you know, yeah i feel like I've, I've heard it generally from the american born indians they will say specifically oh. we heard it with fakash oh i think we God. heard it with somebody else too they want yes, someone american doctor. born Yes. Mm. Remember, there was a Sikh doctor and he mm-hmm, dated mm-hmm. a girl from India for the first time ever on the show. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. That okay. was like dating across that. lines in a way because they typically yeah, he was like, Whoa. stick with <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So okay. very interesting. Yeah, I did not know yeah. that because I was kind of put off like, what the fuck? What the? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? But um, I I guess have more context now. But please email twoblackgirls1rose at mm-hmm. gmail.com if you are American-born Indian, dating someone who is India-born Indian, how that's going, mm-hmm. or yeah. similarly, like, just more about that kind of, like, preference that's found within mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, then we meet a new single. Her name is RT. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Miami. Yes, and she is very Miami. She's very Miami. Very filled up <laughs> and plump. <laughs> she she's gorgeous. All the women are gorgeous. Like, yeah, she's really pretty. Uh, all yeah. the girls on the show are so pretty. Um, she's a bit of a firecracker. She hasn't dated in a while. She's been very focused on her career. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she is Cindy. Mm-hmm. And for her, Indian is Indian, but her parents, her dad is now passed, but yeah. her parents would prefer her to date somebody who's also Cindy. So mm-hmm. Cindy, I learned, is just one of the ethnic groups of India. Yeah. Um, they originate from Sindh, which is like a province of now modern day Pakistan. I think there's like yes. a deeper history there. It seems like there was some be. like m- movement, some wars. rift there, wars See, happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's more so like the older generation, similar to like the Brahmins, they kind of like want to keep within their cultural group. Hence her mm-hmm. parents saying they prefer her to date somebody Cindy, but she doesn't really give a fuck. So anyway, so we meet her. Her her parents were arranged married, married 39 mm-hmm. years. Her dad passed away four months ago. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something she's still kind of like dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, now her criteria, similar. She wants someone who is preferably Indian American. That's one of the mm-hmm. first things she says. So we, mm-hmm. She's another person we see it with. Um, she wants somebody career motivated like her, tall mm-hmm. and muscular. 
Yes, she has. I think those are requirements. Those are I don't requirements. Think those could go. <laughs> yeah. As we see later, actually, As they can. See. Yeah, Indian could go. The tall <laughs> right. and muscular gotta stay. Gotta yeah. stay. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. Um so that's uh RT and then we also catch up in Miami with Chatal, Chatal from last season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who her boyfriend Naraj who she met through her her sister. Mm-hmm. They're like this little hot ass couple the two of them. Oh, they're so you know <laughs> so you can looking. look at them and tell they take great vacations. Mm-hmm. Like their vacations are they stay in at the lavish the, and beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and so, so yeah, her and, and Naraj have been like in a long distance relationship and he officially asks her to move to Miami, um, yeah. from New York and we see her like moving in with him. And so mm-hmm. nice little, this is not one of Auntie Seema's matches, but it's a nice no. like success story, I guess, from the show. Mm-hmm. Now Priya, uh, brings Vamal to meet all her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does great, good banter. They're all getting along great. Everything seems yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's finally opening up to him more. They seem like they're mm-hmm. in a good place now. Mm-hmm. We also we mm-hmm. see them kiss even, so I think they're doing I know. well. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Um, we see Seema goes to her face reader. Yeah, and we saw him season We've two. Seen I him? Think. Yeah, we've definitely seen him before. He like the orb. This nigga knows everything. <laughs> he knows everything. Yeah. Apparently he's like 80 to 90% correct. So I don't know how they judge that, but whatever. Yeah, what kind of... Yeah, <laughs> Seema be throwing out these statistics. Throwing like, out these things. What? <laughs> and I believe her every time. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we see him kind of pick up on some stuff. So he reads mm-hmm. uh, Priya and Vamal specifically. Mm-hmm. And he says with Priya, he picks up her divorce. Was her last relationship mm-hmm. a divorce, which it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he picks up Vamal. He says, Vamal, he's someone who gets a lot of girls, but he very much likes Priya. He's really mm-hmm. into Priya. Mm-hmm. Um, and he advises that they get married. There should be no doubt. They'll be very happy. They've also been connected mm-hmm. in a past life, he says. Oh. Um, so, so, yeah, he picks up good vibes from them. And he also reads RT, which does, sure does, does. check out Damn. by the end. It does check <laughs> yeah. out by the end. <laughs> yeah. He said, RT, Miss Miami, she's a successful career girl. She wants mm-hmm. to get married very badly. He proposes, or he um, assesses she's going to meet her person this year, and they're going mm-hmm. to be married within the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, shout out to RT, because she definitely manifested that for herself. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> so, RT, she gets her bio data. She goes out on a date with a man named Avi, who appeared on, like, last season i think we've seen him before yeah Mm -hmm. um and yeah no real vibes nothing and she was giving nothing either she wasn't giving much i think she also low-key offended him because his family's from louisiana she was like offended me too yeah me too and i'm not even from there (laughs) (laughs) she just like whittled new orleans down to beignets and like mardi gras and and he was like yeah what you're not gonna do is offend my city bitch because we are proud right. where we from okay yeah. so yeah no vibe mm-hmm. um and then we see her do a video call with a man named ash who was mm-hmm. very hot fine <laughs> fine as shit yeah <laughs> my god oh, wow god. he was fine on the zoom he was fine on the shit. goddamn zoom yeah <laughs> And yeah, he's in San Francisco. She's in Miami. So already mm-hmm. that's like a lot. Yeah. And yeah. he makes it very clear he wants no parts of living in Florida because neither do yeah. I. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, um, man. So disappointing, yeah. Florida. The, yeah. I know. So sad. And, um, yeah, it just got awkward real quick. And it, it was clear. Mm-hmm. They were just like, not. Nah, it was just not going to work. And a Zoom date is tough. That's tough. That to, too. Like, there's no waiter to bring the check. You mm-hmm. got to be like, so this was great. Great. Like, yeah. You know? And like Weird. somehow get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So Artie, she has a quick little catch up with Miss Seema and she tells mm-hmm. Seema that there was no spark with Avi. Mm-hmm. And Seema went off on her. Pissed. <laughs> she was big mad. She was like, big mm-hmm. what that mean? Mad. Mm-hmm. Yes. She goes off. She goes on and on again about her 60 to 70% thing and how you cannot mm-hmm. expect everything from a first mm-hmm. date. You got to give it more than one date, which I kind of hear her and I, I, I kind of see what she's trying to say. Um, yes, I definitely do too. Yeah. Yeah. Like writing people off after a first date. Like that's tough. Sometimes people are, yeah. not everyone's like their best self during the first date. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's really that second date that you can kind of like really get to know somebody and see if there's a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she went off specifically, I think about that spark thing. I think she's mm-hmm. faced a lot of people who are like, there is no spark, Seema. There's no mm-hmm. spark. And she's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is a spark? Like, what are we talking yeah. about here? What are- yeah. She's like, I gave you, and specifically for Artsy, she gave people who were probably 80% of what she wanted. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Artsy's not asking for that much. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she gave Artsy a lot. And Artsy was just like, no, I just wasn't really feeling it. And yeah. I don't know. They're in this big high-rise apartment in Miami. Girl, <laughs> you don't get on somewhere. I'm wasting my time. I got to fly here from Mumbai. Goddamn. <laughs> What's your thought on the spark? Did you and Crunch have a spark? Like, what do you know what this thing is? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what is it? What was it? Like, what is the spark? Um, spark to me is, I've never been successful at this, but spark to me feels, it should feel like a tennis match. It should feel like a really good tennis match. You guys mm-hmm. are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth, nonstop. Um, and I think you should connect on something. They should probably touch something like Mm -hmm. a part of you that you can't really explain what it is. And Mm -hmm. I think friends have that too. Um, Mm. my friend Brahani, I met her at a beauty event Mm -hmm. and we both joked about something and we had like a friend spark. Spark. Yeah. Um, me and Crunch's mom had Mm. a spark when we met each other, we were mm-hmm. instantly, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, th- I don't know the science behind it, mm-hmm. but I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What about yeah. you and Nathaniel? Did you have a spark? I think, so it's funny that you mentioned like, there's like a, there's like a moment or there's like a specific thing that like mm-hmm. sparks off because mm-hmm. I think on Nate and I's first date, like it was going well, like, we were having a good mm-hmm. conversation. We had enough in common. But there was a specific moment that, like, changed mm-hmm. it. And it was when we started mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. music. And he asked me, like, what do you listen to? Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I just went to an Alan Stone concert. And he, like, his mouth dropped. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I love Alan Stone. And then we started talking more about different artists that I didn't think he would even know. Like, Jordan Rakai, Tom Mish. Like, I had yeah. no idea he would know these people. Yeah. And he knew. And that moment, there was a spark. Something changed. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. looked at him differently. He looked at me differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Like, there's this unclassifiable, undescribable, like, mm-hmm. kind of energy or, like, um, 
moment or mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, how to describe, but like mm-hmm. that um, definitely separates when you have it and when you don't, I would think. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, you know, when you have yep. it or you don't. Yes. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like Artie and Avi could have had it when they were talking about their stories where they're being set up with people. Mm-hmm. They could have had a spark then because they were talking about something that was a common thing with their families, but they just didn't. Yeah. So there was just no chemistry there. there. Beyond that, there was no chemistry. Yeah. 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 But me, me and Crunch had sparks when we were talking about Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> we were talking about her for a long time <laughs> after work one day. Oh my and God. it was just funny how we were talking about blackness appropriation. Um, at the time it was 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, Juneteenth, that's his birthday. Like, mm. yeah. Interesting though. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we get it. We know it. Auntie Zima was like, fuck yeah. that shit. No, <laughs> I'm tired she's of you. over it. She's done. <laughs> tired of she's yeah. like, I, y'all they used to be set up literally in the newspaper. I'm like, yeah. fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Spark. Spark. Um, okay. Vakash, back to Vakash, Brahmin Vakash. Oh from God. Kelly. <laughs> he, he gets lucky cause he gets set up on another day with a very lovely sure lady. Sure does. I loved yes. her. I loved her too. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if she was the same one who dated the video game guy from season one. Do you remember oh. the video game guy? The big tall guy? The teacher? No, I don't remember. He was a big brolic. Big brolic dude. dude. Okay. And she, I want to say it was her who dated him. And mm. he's, I would have, I would have gotten with him. He was, <laughs> he was great. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, she's great. Her name's John Keish. They meet at mm-hmm. a, a winery um she speaks hindi so he's excited about that and mm-hmm, she's just mm-hmm. like very bubbly very chatty she's like a jokester yeah like mm-hmm. very much hit it off she's like super vibrant i think she's like yeah i think she's one of the personality types that can vibe with a lot of people uh-huh. so i'm like you know what i mean like i don't know if vakash and her are, like meant the- to be I don't think so. I don't know. I think <laughs> she's like i'll eat anything like very yeah like, Order up the menu. Right. Whatever. Like, and just has like a quality that like she just very easily can relate to a lot of different people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, they and has a she might have a desire to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. She, she might, I think she has a desire to relate to other people. Too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, they hit it off really well. She's ten years younger than him, so yeah. that I don't know what that might do or say. She seems down, and he seems really into her. So. Yeah. Seems like it will work. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, we meet another single. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Love this lady. I wish she, I wish she came in earlier. Like, I was mad Me we just meeting her at the end. Yeah. Her name's Pavneet. She's 30. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's super tall. She's six foot. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. like a, a, that's like a part of her identity. Whether she For wanted sure. to be or not. <laughs> that's just how she's yeah. lived through the life. It's like a very tall woman. Mm-hmm. um and yeah she talks about being 30 not married and how she's that's like a stain on her in society apparently mm-hmm. um but she's yeah she's got a very successful like pr marketing um business mm-hmm. um and so she's been doing that and yeah one thing about pavneet that she's like very much about is like she loves solo travel she loves yes very the hyper world. independent girl yes really hyper just- independent She's not letting her singleness stop her. No, exactly. She goes to music festivals. She goes travel. She's all over the world doing her thing. And she really wants somebody who will accept her for her because her past relationship, he was not down with her independence in that way. Mm. 
So Seema meets with Pavneet and her parents, and mm-hmm. um, her criterias are, again, looking for somebody who, like, really accepts her traveling and all of that, preferably somebody who's over six feet. Mm-hmm. She herself is open to shorter guys, mm-hmm. but she finds that shorter guys have an issue with her being taller. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, and so, which is crazy, just the fragility of men. Right? That's I was it. about to say. And a cr- <laughs> when I watched this with Crunch, he was like, if I was 5'9", I wouldn't care. And I was like, you've never been 5'9". <laughs> you don't know what that means. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. That's that's tough, though. I see her because she's six feet. She's yeah. like, look, I'm open. Yeah. If he's 5'9", I'm down. But right. they're not open to me. So I have no choice. Yeah. But today is six feet and under, over. So Yeah. Because it's not like she's just six feet. She's six feet and like goes to music festivals by herself. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. For a man. For a fragile man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she just talks about that independence and how important that is to her. We also learned a little bit about Auntie Seema's past. Auntie Seema is... Former Orthodox Marwa- Marwari, um, which I didn't dig too much, but it's like a conservative community. Oh, my God. Oh, um, my God. I where sounds like typically the da- daughters-in-law don't work. And it's very like the men do the work and the women stay well, at home. And see, so, this, that that explains a lot. It brings That's a lot of color. Like, what the fuck kind of spark are you talking about? You don't have to work later. <laughs> yes it brings a lot of context Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. that's Seema's background but she lucked out in finding a husband that really supported her independence and her starting her own business Mm -hmm. um so she kind of she was kind of like relating with Pavni on that aspect and like Mm -hmm. yes let's find you somebody who really wants to accept you for you um so yeah Seema returns with the bio data she brings to Shar who previously went out with Rashali Mm-hmm. The one who's independent, living on his own, was not eating up anything that Rashali was putting down, <laughs> <laughs> and sends her off with Pavni instead. Mm-hmm. And they have a great date. Such a good first date. Great first date. Yeah. He he's a little bit shorter. He's five eleven. Yeah. She's six foot. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a shit. She yeah. Didn't give a shit. Five eleven still tall. That's yeah. still tall. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, they just bonded a lot just about being 30 and single. Like mm-hmm. they were laughing over like they both like ditch family functions because they're trying to like escape yeah. the aunties who are that asking questions. them questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and yeah, they just both, they laugh a lot. They have a really, really great first date. Mm-hmm. Now back to RT in Miami. RT mm. don't find herself a boo on the apps. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! I was said, like, what app is this? What is this? You found this six foot tall kickboxing trainer. Huge. He's tall and muscular, as she oh, yep. wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so she FaceTimes Auntie Seema, gives Auntie Seema the update. I found this guy. We've been dating. It's been going well. Mm-hmm. His name is Jamal, and he is Pakistani Muslim. Hey. She's Hindu. Sa- Auntie Seema off rip just her face was like mm. yeah she was like <laughs> good luck with that good luck <laughs> so little context I got so there is deep seated tension I was gonna say <laughs> oh no deep seated tension between Muslims and Hindus in India yeah um, yep. Janesh said a large chunk of India's societal problems revolves around this tension so it's oh. hugely seen as a betrayal 
if a kid who's Muslim brings home like a Hindu uh, potential husband or whatever, it's seen as like a big, big, big no, no and a big like slap in the face betrayal in a lot of parents eyes to do that. So I believe we also went over this during Shahs of Sunset early seasons mm-hmm. i believe we've gone we've oh yeah they had a lot issue. of interfaith too they, they had, had muslim uh, not muslim they had um uh jewish because one of them was like persian yes. jew bringing persian home a muslim jew. that was a whole thing yeah yeah, yeah it was a thing mm-hmm. yeah oh boy so just deep deep like war-torn deep like yeah. <laughs> generational yeah. trauma yep and so you could see in seema's face immediately was like mm. <laughs> that little <laughs> She's a what? Like, oh, Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> God. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, RT seems very happy. Her and Jamal. Yeah, she does. Seem great. They had their mm-hmm, first date mm-hmm. at Costco, which I thought was fabulous. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Just out shopping at Costco and just chatting and walking fun. through the aisles. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's like, I've just never felt this way before. And, mm-hmm. um, she's a little apprehensive about bringing him around the family because her mm-hmm. dad is now passed, but his whole thing mm-hmm. was he really wanted her to date uh, or marry us, a, a Cindy. Cindy guy. Um, yeah. but at least a Hindu. Yeah. And, um, here she is going to be bringing home this Muslim guy. So she doesn't know how the family, her mom and them are going to like react to it, but four months after he passed away i know I was like girl you are trying she it. trying it yo she really <laughs> trying it <laughs> um but yeah they they just have such a great spark and so they talk yeah. about even meeting the families his family's very chill mm-hmm. his family is very chill they're not gonna give a fuck her family which i thought was really interesting her sister has already married a pakistani muslim mm. so he's like all right mm. well she paved the path already and she's right. like yeah nah we're good She's like, nah, it's nothing oh, has been she paved. She took the spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing's been paved. paved. It's still gonna be tough. My mama's still gonna feel sideways about you. So, oh, God. yeah. Now, um, I thought it was interesting though. RT, I, it's no surprise that RT went on her own path and found somebody else because her and yeah. Simo were kind of already like, yeah, clashing, clashing a bit. Mm. Um, and RT said in her confessional, she's like, I know. Sima would have never matched me with him. Mm-hmm. He didn't mm-hmm. meet the criteria. He's mm-hmm. Muslim. That wasn't on my bio data. Like, yep. it just, I yep. already know that that wasn't going to match. And so, just interesting to see the different approaches. Like, Auntie Sima taking a very logistical approach, and she maybe could have mm-hmm. found somebody great for RT, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. RT would have missed out on maybe the love of her life yeah. <laughs> if yeah, left was... to just the fucking bio data, you know? Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, so in the final episode, we get a cute little moment with Seema with her husband mm-hmm. and a little bit more about their backstory. They, um, were arranged. They lived in Mumbai. Um, yep. they were kind of like living with the in-laws. Everybody's like breathing down their neck and they mm-hmm. moved away to N- Nasik, I think it's called, which is like a smaller city. Outside, mm-hmm. like four hours outside of Mumbai and that's where they really gained their independence and she calls that period of their life the golden period yes mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was nice that was really nice a fondness for that space mm-hmm. nice. yeah and I think Auntie Seema I think that scene was interesting because she got very emotional talking about it and it's like mm-hmm. when they first had their kid and she probably started her businesses and all of that like 
Mm-hmm. She herself is kind of a woman torn between tradition and like modern. Like you could see her like fighting RT on this, but also like you know RT ain't ain't talking shit. Saw herself in RT. Yeah, sees herself in these a lot of these women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she talked very honestly about just like her struggles of like living in the tradition of like living with the in-laws and like how Mm -hmm. rough that was in their relationship, and they needed to get away and start their own life. So yeah. she she has the experience, she has the background, but she also is she also is of her generation regardless and still mm-hmm. traditional. But mm-hmm. she's a very complex person, I would say. This mm-hmm. this uh Auntie Sima. Now, let's see. RT, um, we catch up with her. Her and Jamal have been dating a year. Yeah. We're Netflix, no timestamp. No timestamp. Sure. <laughs> apparently a year has passed and everything's Uh going well and we see jamal go ring shopping with his sisters Mm -hmm. um and pick out a ring for rt or design a ring actually yes for rt um which she's taking very seriously because her father was a jeweler jeweler and Mm -hmm. so he wants to make sure he brings her the best ring possible um and yeah we see them get engaged um Mm -hmm. big fat beautiful ring Mm -hmm. um Definitely, this was not a surprise. She was all dolled up. There was a big sign, marry me. Yeah, <laughs> Her nails like, were done. Is- <laughs> she knew. <laughs> it's like, is this a, what do they call it? Like a recreated scene? What do they call it? It's like a right. dramatic, a dramatization, dramatization of what actually happened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out to RT. She found her person, not through Auntie yeah. Sima's process. Mm-hmm. Definitely not same faith or culture or anything. So no, wish no. them well. Hope it all works yeah. out well. Hope mm-hmm. to see them on next episode or next season, um, and how mm. it all shapes out with the family. Yeah, because what the fuck wedding is that? Gonna- oh no, I'm already nervous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and then in the end, we see Pavnit, our yes. tall, beautiful lady, um, mm-hmm. going out for a second date with Tushar, who. Mm-hmm. Did not call her for a week, and she was yeah, that's tight. A, I would be too. A <laughs> that week. Would be, that's a long time. Yeah, that's long. That's long. He claims he didn't save her number and had to call mm-hmm. Auntie Sima for the number and blah 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 blah. And she was like, "Whatever, I get it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give him the benefit of a doubt." Um, mm-hmm. And they have another date. Seems like it goes very well. Mm-hmm. She does rate him a six out of ten, though. So I don't know. That is crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Neat. Why? Oh six? god. I think she's guarded now. Now the texting, calling yeah. thing. She was like, yeah. I don't know if he's starting to play games now. I don't want to trust it too too soon. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, so we end there with Pavnit. Um, mm-hmm. And we end the episode with Auntie Sima on another visit with a mom talking about her swaggy son and yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to find him mm-hmm. a match. And yep. Sima already looks tired of this woman. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Indian Matchmaking Season 3. That's it. That's it till the next fucking year. They gotta next start year. doing these shows by... A little bit more often, right? <laughs> yeah. We gotta have at least two a year. Come on. Please. I know. So what what did we learn? I feel like we covered a mm. lot of bases. We did. <laughs> we covered a lot of bases this season. Yeah. What, Justine, yeah. do you think we can learn to take away from this season? This season, I think that we can take away that, especially from somebody like Artie, that you really, you know best. 
Mm. Your parents can be involved. You mm-hmm. can hire Auntie Seema for, I'm sure, a million dollars. And you can ask your friends, your married friends, what to do. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know best. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's intercultural or whatever the case is, you know best. Yeah. The second thing we learned is that you definitely need to go to therapy before you start dating. This Please. is like really <laughs> wild. Please go to therapy before you start dating people. Rushali, Rushali I want to see you in that chair, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and a lot about how uh, white supremacy and colonization has affected people's way of dating, no matter if they're American born or not, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how deep it's gone and how much longer we have to go before it is overcome. We got a long way to go mm. before we overcome some of the stuff that was institutionalized, very clearly institutionalized. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think all those things are very interesting and mm-hmm. I'm excited to get into Jewish matchmaking to see what is What's going, going on over there. Yeah. Similarly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I agree. One of the things I learned, so the whole concept of like the spark and Auntie Seema thinking it's like a farce mm-hmm. and people also like Patty or whoever and the narrative of like, it's not real, like stop trying to chase it. I think there mm-hmm. is something to that narrative of like, when you know, you know. And I think Mm. there is Mm -hmm. something that you definitely do feel. I don't know how you classify it, but when you're on a date, you you know the difference between when you feel it and when you don't. Mm -hmm. Whatever that it Mm -hmm. is. So Mm -hmm. I think um, I think there is some validity in saying like, "Look, I didn't find a spark. I don't think there was a spark there um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with somebody." Mm -hmm. But I do also think I do also think there is something to pushing past first dates. Mm-hmm. and finding enough commonality enough good vibes with somebody maybe that little spark isn't there but if there's enough goodness vibes i don't know mm-hmm. giving it a second shot and trying to find that spark maybe on the second date you know what yeah. i mean i heard auntie yeah, Sima yeah. when she was like you gotta push past the first date like you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta try sometimes um so that's one thing i learned so still kind of wishy-washy but i think i think i still do believe in the spark i guess my takeaway oh definitely yeah Mm -hmm. and i think saying the spark isn't real is very good for business for a matchmaker yeah (laughs) yeah that's true Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then my last thing auntie sima's philosophy the 60 to 70 percent um thing like you can only go for you can only expect 60 70 percent match i what do you think? 60 to 70 is... I, I want to say that we can... 60 is low. 60 is low. I feel like we can do better by our by ourselves, yeah. Auntie Sima. Yeah. yeah. And expect more for ourselves than 60 to 70%. I think... Um, I don't even want to put a number on it, 70 to 80, whatever. I think there's definitely something... Mm-hmm. Expecting 100% in somebody good or, or yeah, that's crazy. your desires. I think that's crazy. I think you mm-hmm. definitely need to have some kind of leeway with people. Because then mm-hmm. you will find yourself at 65 and single trying to talk about, yeah. like, I still need 65. this and that <laughs> or whatever. Oh That's God. how you find people yeah. who are like, I'm still single. And it's like, yeah, yeah, well, let's talk. And it's like their expectations are just wild. Mm-hmm. So 60 to 70, I'm not with you on Auntie Sima with that one. Um, but I think, um, yeah, there's definitely, like, room for being open and room mm-hmm. for... Um, someone not completely matching your bio data and your preferences completely and i think we see that very clearly with rt and jamal 
somebody yeah. who would have never been matched because mm-hmm. a huge thing that wouldn't match on their bio data is their mix of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they seem to be each other's people. So yeah, I yeah. think Auntie Sima, it works for her. It works for her. It seems to be working for her, but I get why she yeah. has a lot of tension with her clients on yeah, that point I, specifically. I, I think it's because when she does these criterias, everything is 10%. Mm. Like we saw with um, Vakash, like mm-hmm. having kids was 10%. Having kids is very obviously 40%. That's a huge chunk. <laughs> like having kids be, is not the same as a height requirement. No, not the same. that should be weighted much heavier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where she gets into trouble with her clients sometimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, let us know what you guys think. Do you let guys us think know. 70, 80%? What do you think? What do yeah. you think of Indian matchmaking? Please let us know. This was a fun episode. Great season. Mm-hmm. Show we love. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Everything. Um, we'll be back next week for um, part two of our The Experts versus The Apps series. Mm-hmm. We'll have mm-hmm. our interview with Michael Kay, Global Director of Brand Marketing Communications at OKCupid. Um, and yeah, excited to be doing this series with you guys and mm-hmm. just talking all about this modern dating world. What the fuck is yeah. going on? Finding love, hunting, hunting, hunting for, for love. Exactly. <laughs> um, find us on all the things. Head to patreon.com slash two girls, one rose to join the rose garden. And we'll be back next week. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.